You're listening to The Sideline Story, the past, present and future of Rugby League, their journey, their sideline story. And welcome to episode 45 of the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Tassoni, and join with me on the panel in the virtual studio with a lot of technical issues this morning are my co-hosts, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? Good, mate. Good. Finally got a win on the board. Yeah, you did. Old Rabbitohs got there. Yes. And you finally got connected because your computer has no antivirus anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, gu- right. and Guilty. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Guilty sounding clearer as normal. Yeah. I don't. I don't even have a computer, Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I know next week you you're away playing football. And being a hero like Clarky was, but the week after, you're gonna have a fucking computer or laptop with a microphone set up with it. Okay, All right. that's final. Everyone's complaining. They're saying like they, they say the guy that sounds like he's seventy sounds like he's eighty because he hasn't got a com- he hasn't got a microphone. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <I'll do> my <laughs> best. Okay. <clears throat> Are you happy, Guilty? You got a win as well. Ah, oh, mate. Stoked. Although yeah. Nelson should get time off anyway. Mm, we'll talk about it. I'm Don't upset because... Gun. Don't jump the gun. I know. He keeps jumping the gun. I know. He's, just, he's, he's such a rubble rouser, this, this, this Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, um, I'm a little bit upset. Not really. I'm still happy with how the dogs are going. But another close game for them. Again, won't jump the gun. We'll get into it when we give our recap. But boys, another huge episode today. We will start with our round three NRL recap. Another fantastic round of footy there. After the NRL, we will check in around the grounds for all our non-NRL related rugby league coverage. This week, we'll look at the NRLW's final round before semifinals. The round six of the Challenge Cup over in Europe and the clubs that advanced to the quarterfinals in that competition. The kickoff of the UK's League One competition and a quick update on the New South Wales and Queensland Cup reserve grade comps as well. The back end of our show is our fan favorite bunker review segment presented by our beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we discuss penalties for line runners, Nathan Cleary's contract extension, and Stan Sports NRL documentary for the Dolphins, who are the new licensed club for 2023. Pretty exciting stuff there. But boys, before we move on, for our listeners, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle the Sideline Story RL podcast. And just quickly, a shout out to our wonderful sponsors, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, The Aria and Co and Akasha. Show them some love as well. Follow them on socials. Check their, check their products out. They have three fantastic businesses. But anyway, Clarky, Guilty, are we ready to get into the NRL round three recap? 100%. Let's go. Yep. 
Some bad news to start. I got three tips this week. Very, very shocking. Very sad news for the champion of tipping so far. Uh, Clarkie got four and Gildy got six. Big bounce back from last week, Nick. What a fluke because I had to put in my tips for the first two games. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got six. Yeah, would you, probably. Would you, all right. Would you have tipped um, – who were the first two games? Would you have tipped Sharks and Warriors? Nah, I probably would have picked um, – I probably would have picked the Warriors, but I don't think I would have picked the Sharks. I like the Dragons, but I would have got it wrong. You sound like you're in a, in a, in a bathroom, Gildy. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm definitely in the bathroom, mate. I'm in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Just, just oh, make yourself Jesus. a sandwich. Shut in a microphone. Like you're your own person, really. This is where I always do it. Uh, just like, <laughs> hey, hey, just run your own race. It's all right. Me and Clark, you would just go and do a podcast over here. <laughs> anyway, you cheated and got six. That's fine. Um, but to to lighten up the room and the mood here, I got a very big score in Supercoach this week, guys. With a shit captain, by the way. I captained Kikiao. He got 25, meaning he got 50 as captain. And I nearly cracked the 1,200 mark. So I got 1,178. And to top things, I beat Guilty this week. Yeah, you did. 1,109. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Turbo is your captain. Clark, you got yeah. a, a, a paltry 925. There. Yeah. And I think he might be doing what I'm doing, though. He might be in like, uh, I don't know, what do you call them? Point of difference players trying to get some cash up. Is that what you're doing, Clarkie? Cash cows. Cash cows, they're called. Yeah, um, that's it. yeah let's just say I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Clarkie, you still won your game in one of the comps. So you first someone, someone that was dog shit at it, obviously. Mm. But anyway, we'll move in to game one of the. Of round three of the NRL, the Cronulla Sharks defeat the St. George Illawarra Dragons 36 to 12. Saints fans have cried foul over this loss against their local rivals, but from the outside looking in, it seems as if the Shire based club are the real deal. I know it's three rounds in, but they're looking red hot boys. Uh, Gildy, let's get straight into. I guess the sour taste left in the mouth of Dragons fans. Another Jaden Suasinbin, this time for a shoulder to Dalfinukin's head. Was this one justified? 100%. Last <laughs> week, it, it was unfair. This week, 100%. Should have got 10. Nil, nil issue with it. And you base that on? But he hit him in the head. He shouldered him in the head. Yeah. Mate. Look, I don't know about Clarky. I'm not arguing with you here. I agree 100%. I think anyone that's crying foul is crying foul because, and this is on the forums as well, uh, they believe that Sue was being picked on. They believe that the hit was soft. They believe that Cronulla won because they scored 10 points in the period he was off, which was similar to last week when he was unjustly sin-binned and Panthers scored 12. But this week he deserved it. No doubt, though. I've got no doubt that, that that's a, that's a, that's that is one of the reasons. But don't don't hit blokes in the head; you won't get sent off, and they won't score ten points. And that's you can make that argument if they would have lost by ten, but they didn't. No, oh, they got tied up. But then, uh, what? I reckon that if you if you if start things start to add up, I don't yeah, think of course that makes it does. Of course it does. Yeah, you can, but you can't go. Oh, they scored ten points. It's like you lost by twenty four. 
Mm. Yeah, but you, you're working harder in that 10 minute period because you've got yeah. 12 players on the field. No, I, I do. I, back I get it, but yeah, it's a bit rich to say that. I think they're just still, they're basing it off obviously the week before as well, where yeah. he didn't, he probably didn't deserve to. So it's just like, oh, it's happened again. It's like it didn't happen again. He it was forceful contact to the head. It was, it's tending to be yeah. every, it's the, how it gets adjudicated now. Definitely exactly didn't right. do it last week, deserved it this week. The only people are whinging, uh, whingy St. George support. We know plenty of them. Yep. Anyway, look, mate, at the end of the at the end of the day, the Dragons didn't play anywhere near as good as what everyone thought. Like that, they were pretty, they were piss poor. To be fair, the Dragons. Mm-hmm. I thought, even as the game kicked off, I was still like, Who, who's winning this game? Like this is going, this is going to Golden Point. Not very rarely can you really say that. But that's what I thought going into this. I thought it was going to be super close, and it was far from it. I, the Sharks dominated them. Mate, Mate, the, there was the, a few games Sharks, this week like that. There was. I, I was just going to say, the Sharks were winning, and then in the second half, St. George came out like a bull of a gate, and the first five minutes they played great. I thought, oh, this will be good. And then they just weathered the storm of Sharks and then came out and just continued beating them. End of story. Yeah. Mate, the way the Sharks were playing in the rain, by the way, because you just said the storm, like weathering the storm. But, mate, like for literal purposes, it was pissing down in Wollongong, which is a bit of a bogey area for the Sharks against the Dragons. And they were playing like it was dry weather footy. And they were making mistakes. The Sharks were bloody good. They were bloody good. And, look, I know everyone's on the Nico Hines bandwagon, and I am as well. He is a gun there, but their team as a collective is just rolling. Matt rolling. Moylan hasn't played. Matt Moylan hasn't played this good in five years. Yeah, yeah. There's he's, no pressure on him now. I think. Yeah, he's complimenting um, Nick Nico Hines really well. Mm. And then yeah, Talakai. Was, the unearthing of Sifa Talakai, who was playing reserve grade like two three years ago, mm. mate. He just he gets better and better and better, and it, like he just the more minutes he played, he played eighty minutes on the weekend. I, I don't think he's a bet. I I think it'll be hard for him to push him back to to a bench spot. To be fair, yeah, hundred percent. And McInnes is starting to get his um you know minutes in now off the bench. All of this is starting to you know. What you don't want is for them to burn out early. And there's a few teams that we have said this about already. But they're just looking the goods at a time when you're trying, you should be like, oh, we're gelling, we're gelling. And yeah, they they had a hiccup against the Raiders in round one, but they are slowly just getting the pieces together. And the bonus is that they're winning. So good on them for turning it around so quickly and getting it together real quickly. Uh, something I wanted to bring up, uh, which is not game related, it's uh, Dragons related, is... Um, George Burgess. Now, after our recording last week, uh, we found out that old Georgie Burgess was charged with sexual touching by the New South Wales police. We found out yesterday that he is not going to be on the stand down, the no fault stand down policy. And that's created a lot of confusion as well as uproar. Um, for non-Dragons fans, I guess, and NRL fans in general. Um, for those that are still unaware about the no fault stand down, it's an offense that carries 11 plus years, but that's automatic. 
but the NRL also has discretion for offences against women that has no sentencing limit and they can also put you on the no-fault stand down if you commit offence against commit an offence against a woman. Now, they haven't done that with George Burgess, which is why people pissed off. But Interesting. at the end of the day, it is what it is. We don't know the details. We're never going to know the details until the case is finalised, which is going to be at the end of the year, the way the judiciary, the, the judicial system is. But Guilty, I'll, st- I'll speak to you about it first because I know you're not much of a fan of this no-fault stand-down. Are you happy with this outcome for George Burgess? Um, look, it's not fair, but there might be something that people know that we don't know. There might be more, a little more to it. The NRL might know something well, that we it's, don't know. It's, it's actually good you say that because that's what happened with Josh Reynolds. Now, when he got charged, uh, no, sorry, was it ABL or charge? He got, no, charged, he got charged with charged. intimidation. That's right. Against that On girl. A female. And the NRL went, oh, he's not on the no-fault stand-down. And everyone's like, blah, 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 like blowing up. And then the details came out after and turns out that he should never have been charged or, you know, there was, it was a weak charge. Now, I'm not saying that in this instance, but to Gildy's point, the details aren't out. So we won't know until the details are it's, out. It's, there's only been two, two incidents involving women where they haven't been on the stand-down policy. Mm. And the other one was withdrawn within weeks of, of Josh Reynolds being charged. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Mm. Coincidence, maybe. Yeah. It sucks for Dragons fans because this is the fourth one they've had, I think. <laughs> you got Debella and Tristan Saylor, and now you got George Burgess. Like, fuck. Not a I'll good have to say the name Tristan Saylor. Oh, well, I just did. So <laughs> I just did. But anyway, <laughs> um, boys, we'll move it on because not much more to say about this game. Um, Sharks are sharks are flying high at the moment, and the dragons are still piecing it together. That's my summary of that, basically. But guilty, three two ones. A catcher MVP, three two ones. Sorry, catcher. Three two ones. Miko Hines three. We've spoken about him. Braley, mate. He he's going to be the next New South Wales hooker after Cook. So Braley two and uh, Talakai one. Mate, it's he's, it's good you said he's that. developing. He's developing as the. He's developing as the front runner to be the heir apparent. Like if, if yeah. Cookie goes, imagine if Cookie goes down and has to miss a game, you'd assume, well, it'd be out of him or Appy. Coruscant. Yeah. Coruscant would probably go first, but but I think as a young player coming through, he's the best mm. hooker coming through, young Dep- player. Depending depending how annoyed Freddie is still from the from Appy's last last series behaviour, but yeah, it'll be interesting. At his service was on point against the Dragons. And that's why he got two points. He's, he's, mate, and, and made his kicking game, like everything about it. Like he, he's, yeah. He, he's he got, tackles like a tank and he looks for about 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, he played really, really well. He played really, really well. Boys, we'll move on to what was dubbed by Taki last week as the Battle of the Wooden Spoon. Uh, game two, the New Zealand Warriors defeated the West Tigers 16 to 12. Look, the Warriors got over for a very scrappy victory against a very poor West Tigers team. Not even against the 12-man Warriors team could the Tigers click into gear. In fact, what I observed was them do the opposite. And now the West Tigers are the only club to be winless in 2022 as a result. Clarkie, the 
myriad of mistakes in that last 10 minute period specifically made the Tigers look abysmal. I thought the only thing I could think of when the camera kept panning to Michael Maguire was I ha- how sorry I felt for the man because I think his time's done. I think it's over now. And it's disappointing because it's not, it's not to say he's a shit coach. It's not that at all. It's just not working and something needs to change. Mate, they got robbed. They got robbed. Luciano's was a try. Look, that's fine that you say that. I personally, I personally don't ben, think ben, it's ben, a try. Ben, I don't think it's a try, ben. Nick. Oh, mate, I, I don't know what you're watching then. But okay. in saying let's, that, if they win the game, no one's talking about him losing his job all of a sudden. But let's That's true. Like, let's say it's not a try, which I disagree, Dan. I'm with Gilby. I think it's a try. Yep. It has to go. That has to, every day of the week, go to the bunker. Of course it does. That referee and, that they had and, was new. And let's say it's not a try. He's knocked it back. Ooh. The ball's been pre- the ball's been propelled backwards, so it's play on. Mm. Like they've, they've they've fucked it three times, not just once. Like they haven't. Like he's there's four there's four possible answers, and one of them's wrong, and he's picked the wrong one. Like come on, man. That Mate. that referee was he was. Like, I haven't seen him before. Firstly, I know you don't really care about refs, Clarky, but he was so definitely he a new. Rules. But yeah, it was definitely a new ref. His first, was his first yeah, but, but, Dan, game? We can't, we can't use that. First, as an was the first game he refereed rugby league? Was it? No, I'm not saying. Yeah, but, what, <laughs> no, but you can't, can't use that as an excuse either. No, it's, it's not an excuse. Game. It's not. It's a bad. It's a bad mistake. On Clarky's point, no one actually has spoken about it going backwards. I don't think it's a try, but the backwards call is a fair call. Either oh, way, either way, look, let's. It's done now, right? Unfortunately for Tigers fans. They didn't even check it. It should have been checked. We all agree with that. Yeah. Look, they've lost. They've lost 16-12. And all the, cam- the camera was attracted to was Michael Maguire's head in the box. And, mate. Have you seen their draw? No. Oh, mate, it's not good. No. no. I feel like, mate, they're, they're going to be, like, they'll be, uh, they need a snag. Like, their biggest hope I've I've looked at their draw. Their biggest hope is to um beat the Titans this week in the Gold Coast. Like that's their easiest game in like the next five. Like they're yeah. gonna be they're gonna be zero and eight. That's what they're saying. Everyone's like, oh, the Tigers are gonna be zero and eight. And it's like, oh fuck. So I, you can't you, I don't know. You can't see. And I've been, I've been, the biggest fan of Madge, and I've every time they've called for him to be sacked, I've said no, they shouldn't sack him, but. It, I don't think anyone survives being 0-8. Like, I don't think Des Hasler would survive 0-8. Like, I don't think anyone would. Hmm. Not to mention someone without the runs on the board at the Tigers. Hmm. Sorry, sorry, buddy. I was just going to say, Dan, you talked about it. They had 12 men on the field in the last 10 minutes, was it? Yep. The Warriors? Yep. Mate, and they kept going to the wrong side. Oh, mate, they just looked looked panicked. They looked lost. Like... Where, who, whose fault's that? Is that the half's fault? It's Luke Brooks' fault, mate, because Jock Madden is the junior half. It's mm. it's Luke Brooks' fault. Yeah, 100%. Mate, that, but, he's another player that probably needs to move on too. He's on 900 grand. It's craziness. He's on the same amount of money as Nathan Cleary. 
Jesus. Don't say that. He is. <sighs> He's on the yeah. same amount of money. A guy that, yeah. unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not just picking him, but he has been there for the last 11 years that they haven't made the finals. And he's on the same amount of money as a guy that's a kid, 23 years old, 20, sorry, he's 24 years old, Nathan, Nathan Cleary. He's made a grand final and won a grand <laughs> final in, in consecutive seasons. Yeah. So, Look. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know where they go from here, but um, yeah, that, that game, that was, uh, I, I don't think there's much more to talk about with this game. It, it was, it was, ho- it was horrible to watch. Yeah. Like even, you know, when you watch it, you watch it with like, I was watching with my father-in-law and like, you don't go for either team, but obviously most people have a soft spot for the Tigers, especially I do because yeah. most of my family go for them. It's I just don't. like, like when you're watching a game and both people are yelling at every drop ball, like it just shows how bad and frustrating. And it's like, <sighs> oh, it, it, it's, you're not wrong, Clark. It is the battle of the spoon. It was the battle of the spoon. I, uh, and I then, honestly think if Jackson Hastings plays, the Tigers win that game. Yeah, potentially. But then Stefano's gone. He's he's going to have a big sin on. I think he's out for eight weeks. Like, yeah, like I said, uh, yeah, I said eight to tw- eight to twelve weeks. So two to three months. He's got syndesmosis. <laughs> yeah, mate, that's craziness. That's and he's a, their best forward. That's a big loss. Like James Tarmow again. Like he, he played, he he played thirty five minutes. Like he's got a try. <laughs> Look, so, uh, something that well, I, the only I, shining light was Alex Safarth. He he had an absolute blinder for him. Oh, well, that's one thing I was going to bring up. What about I hate players who stay down? And oh, mate, like, how good was that? I was I've just about to bring that up. Just about to bring Janelle Harris to Vita. Sorry, mate. It's mate, It's the death of the dive. Stay down, right? but mate. It's it's mate. what it's something that Clarkie's been calling for a whole year and a half is the death of the dive. If you dive, oh, you get HIA'd. And guess what happened in that match? He died. He, he chucked a dive, didn't get hit anywhere near his neck, let alone his head. And then they went, Oh, well, you got to come off now. Cause you're so, but, you're so sore, <laughs> but it's so good though. Like, cause they're obviously the doctor and everyone's, I don't know what the backlash has been this week. I feel as though there hasn't been many issues with the, the bunker doctor, but man, that's just, they're just looking at it from a black and white perspective. He's holding his head. He must have concussion symptoms. He has to come off like they're and good on him for good on for doing it. You'd assume the doctor knows he's taken a dive. It's like, no, come on, brother off you get. And, (laughs) and then he's off for like, you've got a, one of your playmakers off for 10, 15 minutes. Like it's detrimental to the team. So it's, and you can see, you can see the players copping a little bit of a hit now, and they, their first reaction is to maybe stay down, and then they're getting up because they're like, "Oh shit, I don't want to go off." Like, mm. I've only been on for five minutes. I'm still trying to battle my way into this starting team. So if I go off, then yeah, it's it's been good, and you can tell them the mindset of the players. I think is changing. It's still you still get that free interchange though. I don't, you know. You only get a free interchange if it's on if it's a symbiote or send off now, but not oh, on right, okay. So they okay. get they have to interchange, but if they're cleared and come back on, then you've just it's it's a sub. Wasted it. Yeah, wasted, wasted the it. sub. Yep. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, it is. So it'd be harder, but 
Look, last thing I'll say before we move on, uh, again, off, off-field news for the Warriors. Uh, Ewan Aitken has been released on compa- compassionate grounds at the end of this season. So in 2023, oh, he's really? a free, yeah, so he's a free agent as of next year. He's been one of their better players uh, at the Warriors, even though he's playing second row. What's even? What's going on with him? He doesn't want to live in New Zealand, so he's chucked a Reese Walsh, which is another worry for them. Yeah, with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So the Warriors. I think he just realised that they play over in New Zealand sometimes. Yeah, right. Mate, this is my theory. Um, so this isn't a theory. This part. I reckon he's, he's going to the Dolphins because sure. they're Red playing. Sure. They're playing in Redcliffe now, so I reckon yeah. he's going. Oh, I'm going to stay here. This is hectic, but the the Warriors have released him, so I don't think there's any compensation or, you know, you're maybe he's just you know like we get the money back for you and that's it. We're, we're happy with that. Maybe. So yeah. so well, twenty. He's he signed a new contract, so it's his his current contract ends at the end of 2022. So he's he signed a further two or three years or whatever. So that new contract that just mutually agreeing to yeah, just rip yeah. it up. Yeah, right. Anyway, guilty. The Akasha MVP three to ones for the Warriors Tigers wooden spoon battle. All right, we got uh, Curran three. I think Curran's going to be coming out Dewey. Yeah, Curran three. <laughs> <laughs> two to stay fast yep. and one to Walsh. Clarky liked that That's one. A, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to another rivalry in round three. Game three, the South Sydney Rabbitohs defeated the Sydney Roosters 28 to 16. Clarky, the Rabbits grabbed their first win of the season, as you said at the start of the episode. Uh, it's a great bounce back from their first two weeks of matches in the 2022 season. I felt the Rabbitohs controlled the game and contained the Roosters very well. Uh, they've now beaten the Roosters four times in a row, which is the first time they've done that since 1988. I, I think the average is like 35 as well. What do you mean 35? It's like something ridiculous. Oh, like the, the scoreline. The yeah, them. yeah. yeah. They've, been t- they've been telling it up. And Clarky, you, you're a very st- uh, you, you've got a strong opinion about this rivalry, but what did you make of this chapter in the local derby? Mate, it was a relieving win. Like I felt the relief the players the players felt because geez, you didn't want you don't want to start the season off 0-3 like the Tigers, really. Yeah. Um but yeah, mate, the whether Gildy's got an opinion on this, I don't think the Roosters are done, but the Roosters are South Sydney bunnies without the pun intended there with the cricketing terminology, they are, they will not beat us again this year. Like we, let's say we jag a preliminary final spot or a elimination final, like we'll do the roosters. They, they're cooked that confident. when they play us. hundred percent. I said it before. I even said it before this game, like really on, I think where everyone has them to the two finishing on the table, the roosters should have won that game. And, They've, they're just, oh, their mindset when they play us is just shot. They've, they've, they're just, they go off the boil. And apparently the word this week is that um, Trent Robinson was trying to downplay the rivalry. And even um, Braith and Asa was saying on 360, like you can't downplay it. Like it is legitimate. There's legitimate hatred. And I think, 
I think a lot of the times in rugby league, they they play up a lot of these rivals like St. George versus Sharks. It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of either of the clubs. Is there really a rivalry there? Like, it is undisputed between the Roosters and the Rabbits. And um, and you could tell it meant a little bit more to the Rabbitohs on the weekend. And the, um, the superstars showed the way. Like, look, you just look who scored the tries. Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnson, Cody Walker. Kilimatungi and Cameron Murray, like mm-hmm. probably the the five best players in the team, and yep, they, and Kilimatungi was denied one of them, but um, yeah, that was unlucky. Cody, Cody, Cody played well, and no surprise that it was on the back of Lachlan Ilias playing probably his best game that he's played so far in first grade. Definitely starting to allow Cody to play more of his natural game and. Yeah, Cookie, Cookie was unreal in that first half. Like he was back to that was vintage Damien Cook in the first forty minutes. I don't and think he um, liked the uh, the comparison to Harry Grant last week that I made. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Cameron Murray, he he had an absolute blinder. Yeah, mate. This this what this week? Sorry, this game. Uh, as opposed to the first two, everything just seemed to work for the Rabbitohs. It all clicked into gear. Everything was smooth. They got the rub of the green in the sense of like, you know, the ball bouncing the right way or, you know, Roosters make a mistake and, you know, oh, let's give it to Jackson Puller gives it to AJ who gives it to Latrell. See you, see, see you Latrell. 80 meter try. You know, like yeah. that's, that's what I meant by rub of the green. They didn't get rub of the green in the sense that like the game was called unfair. And, mate, they dominated them, like I said at the start. And yeah. it's good to see as a Rabbitoh, as, as you are a Rabbitoh supporter, it's great to see the bounce back. And it is definitely 100% relief yeah and just little things like victor radley the word was during the week he's like i'm i'm here to take the new south wales number 13 jumper it's like he looks second rate he doesn't even look like he's going to (laughs) be he's laughing gilly yeah because mate look murray murray and yo are are way way ahead of anyone else curran Jake Trebojevic and Radley are, are a couple of rungs after. Right now, they're a couple of rungs below. Yeah. Mate, even people like Jacob Host, for me, he's going unnoticed. Like, he, he's in his second year at South. And, like, last year like last year he played well. He did his job. But he played 62 minutes on the weekend. He's, he's playing double the amount of minutes as Tom Burgess, who's an international forward. And he's, uh, he's angry at training, apparently, as well. <laughs> and yeah, like it'll be good to see hopefully his development continue because he's still only young. I think he's still only like 23 or something. So yeah, it was good. It's great to it see. Yeah, yeah, it is, mate. And looking at the roosters, mate, the lots of um, mate, the media, I don't know if it's the media or if it's the the, the social media public bloody you know, judgmental crew they are. But, mate, one week it's and, – and, Gildy, you said this. Mate, one week it's get rid of Kiri and get rid of Walker and then round two. Mate, how good are they? And then this week, get rid of them again. <laughs> mate, they're ruthless, relentless on them too. What, seriously, though, what about the bullshit excuse the coach gives out? Oh, what do you I didn't say? want them to – about the rivalry thing. That's rubbish. What do you say? About about just saying that I wanted to downplay the rivalry and that's why we lost. Fucking hell! Well, oh, mate, you'd be bu- you'd be lost. buying into that, wouldn't you? Because it's a thing. Everyone knows it's a thing. 
the only thing that you'd oh, as in you'd be buying into it, you'd want the rivalry. Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. Anyway, I, I just I just don't think that's the reason they lost. I just think they were the worst team. Anyway, yeah, no, they they got smacked, and yeah, look, they could bounce back as well. But mate, it's worrying. Like I've I've I was so confident about the Roosters prior to that match, and I was so confident about them having a, a fantastic year, and they're, they're they're inconsistent so far. It's early days, but they are inconsistent. And so hey, here's right. one for you. Here's one for you. If if you've got a player in Angus Crichton who's played for the Rabbitohs before, would you have him starting? He's an international second oh, rower. I don't know why they put Butcher on. And they bring him off the bench. I don't know. Seriously. Well, no. And anyway, he's not he, he had a shocker as well. He I didn't play well. Maybe start him though, because it's it's the it's his old team. You start him. Yeah. You do you reckon that uh, did you have them? You got them in their top, you've got them in your top four, Gildy. Yeah, I think I picked them fourth. Fourth, did you have them in your grand final? Because I've got them in my grand, I had them in the grand final. No, nah. no, nah, I didn't. But you, you reckon they're done? I know it's only round um, three, but I, I, they're not I just, gonna. I just, think, I just think South dominated them, and you know, like when you get dominated like that, you're not winning. I just don't see you being in the grand final phase. I just think mm. they're, I don't know, they're missing something. Mm. Yep. Anyway. Honestly, I just think it's the halves. I just think I think they're both great halves individually. I think they're just too similar. I think you have one or the other, you know. Interesting. Walker, Walker played really well against weaker teams, and that's because he's younger. And I don't think Kiri's come back yet from the injury. I don't think he's there yet. But, you know, who knows? This a is couple of weeks away. Like, really, this is where Trent Robinson is going to prove whether he – well, I'm not saying – this week or even this year. But, mate, this is where he's going to prove whether he's one of the top coaches really ever, which some people put him in that in that conversation. Because Luke here is on a million dollars a year and Sam Walker, every single club would sign him probably on close to that now. You have to make it work. You can't. There's no moving him on. It's not a Kyle Flanagan. It's not a... Yeah, he's going to have to make it work. Otherwise, yeah, there's going to be questions asked of him, really. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Tedesco? Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't stand yeah. out. Well, he's, Didn't he's stand played, out. Mate, he's, I think he's just, he's, show, like, he's the litmus test at the moment for the Roosters. Like, they're, Roosters are playing meh. Yeah. Uh, best player on the field for them is Joey Manu. Yes. Oh, easy. 100%. Easy. 100%. Yeah. And, mate, they tried to, like, feed into that literal Joey Manu thing, which was fine, but they just overdid it. But, look, Joey Manu's try where he replicates what Latrell Mitch did to him last – did to the team last year when he threw the ball on the floor. That was pretty cool. That was mad. Yeah. That was good. But Joey was their best player. He stood up for that. And he was re- – he bought into the rivalry. You could tell by the way he played. But he was the only one that stood out for the Roosters, hands down. So anyway, guilty. We'll move it on. The Akasha MVP three two ones for this local derby. Okay, we've got Murray at three, easily the best player on the field. Kilimatangi, it's best his best game this year. He's been a bit quiet, I think, before this one. And uh, Damian Cook, uh, like Clarky said, this was his best game of the year as well. Great service. Yeah, it was, mate. Him and Elias were. I thought Elias was close as well, but mate, yeah, his service was fantastic. Hey, 
Also, I mean, Joy Arrow is a bit of an unsung hero, and and hey, Latrell stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, it's hard when some games you can't. It's hard to pick one good player, and then some games you got to juggle between seven. You know, like it's just. Yeah. And this was one of those games. But anyway, boys, game four: the Penrith Panthers defeat the Newcastle Knights thirty-eight to twenty. A gutsy Newcastle outfit that had to play with 12 men for 47 minutes refused to quit against the reigning premiers. But the Panthers prevailed, finishing the round as the only team to remain undefeated in 2022. Boys, another game where we need to address the elephant in the room. In the 33rd minute of this match, Mitch Barnett became the first player of the season to receive his marching orders for a blatant raised elbow to the face of Chris Smith. I don't think blatant. A blatant, a blatant nah. raised elbow nah. to the face of Chris Smith off the ball, Guilty. Nah. Okay. Why? Righto, Paul Kent. Yeah, please oh, come mate, up. Please come, mate, come up with something. Please come up with something better than what Kenty delivered nah, up last night on 360. I, 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 don't what, I, the, I don't know about the pushing, but... Like Brayton Astor was talking about it being a totally cocked elbow. It wasn't a cocked elbow. He had his arm outstretched. Yeah, he clipped him, absolutely, and he deserves time off. But I don't think it was – I honestly don't think it was a blatant elbow to the head. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, we, before you blow up, Nick, because you, 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 you're shooting off, what yeah. will happen on 360? Because I don't watch it. Oh, okay. Mate. Yeah, that, Paul it was Ken embarrassing. Sort of, Paul Ken sort of indicated that uh, – it's a push and release sort of thing where he's getting ready to push and release. Oh which, my yeah. God. That's no, rubbish. it isn't. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. But I just think that like some of them were talking about a total uh, cocked elbow to the head. It wasn't that at all. It wasn't like Clint Newton. Like they brought that up as well. So I'm just rehashing stuff, but mate, he, he had his arm out and yeah, it was a forearm elbow to the head. He's he deserves time off the field. 100%. It's a brain explosion. It wasn't, it just wasn't, I don't think it was malicious. That's all. Did you, did you listen to what I said? Did you listen to what, what? I said? And cause you just went, nah, nah. I said a blatant, <laughs> listen to what I said. A blatant, 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 blatant indicates, blatant indicates that it was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> a blatant I don't think raised was, elbow. Did I say anything about force? I said a blatant raised elbow to the head. Obvious. Yeah. I don't, on I don't agree. Purpose. That's what I'm saying. I don't yes, think, it I, was. I don't Clarky, please tell him I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't. I think what Gil, I think what Gildy's picturing in his head in your, like what you're saying, Gildy's picturing in his head. Blayton is like, he's more like, he's moving the elbow in a deliberate like direction of his head. I don't. That is. I. I don't believe that's the case. I. I he's deliberately raised his arm, mm-hmm. towards the head, and it just happens to be his elbow. I don't think. I, I think it's hard to say that he was probably trying to hit him with his elbow. I think he was just trying to hit him with his arm, hand, whatever, to his face. But unfortunately, the consequences are that his his elbows hit his head, so he yeah. has to suffer the consequences. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I'm just saying that I don't think it was on purpose. Are you, saying, think... are you saying not on purpose as in like he didn't try to hit him in the head? Yeah, I, I think he was trying to brush past him. He was moving past him. 
Do you reckon he's just like, oh, no, fuck this bloke. I'm just going like, to hit him like shoulder, like give him a bit of a shoulder. And the dickhead's just gone, well, I'm just going to raise my elbow as well. <laughs> like, do you reckon that's what it was? Uh, you know what I think? I think he's re- they're, they're moving towards each other. And he's. Mo- I'm not saying he's moving his hand up to shield himself or anything, but he's moving his arm up to move past him. So he doesn't get hit behind the sh- – like, so is it Chris Smith? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Smith. So Chris Smith doesn't hit him on – I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, Barnett wants to get his shoulder in front of Chris Smith. So he's moving his arm up so he doesn't get trapped behind him as he's oh, moving towards the, the play. Nah. nah. That's what I honestly believe, man. Nah. So, nah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's – it's definitely not Clint Newton. Because apparently that's what's been happening. People are comparing it to Clint Newton. It's like, so what, so what's, what's, what's the Clint Newton – But Clint Newton's just come in and – Instead of punching someone, he's elbowed someone. Like it's, it's an elbow to the face. Mate, if, if Clint Newton did what he did, if someone did what Clint Newton did now, mate, they'd almost get the, the rest of the season off. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. Mate, no was one, cool. no one is saying that Barnett has eyed off Chris Smith running his line. He's going, you know, fuck this bloke, and he's just he's lined his elbow up and gone strike in the head because he doesn't get charged for a strike. He gets charged for think, dangerous contact. Yeah, yeah which is probably true. that's yeah, which is that's probably it. fair because I don't think he actually. I don't, I don't think there's much force. Like it's just he just raises it. Yeah, and mate, Chris I think he Smith just raises is, it. Chris Smith is committed to a line, and unfortunately, Chris Smith isn't going unless they've had like words before. And Barnett's gone brain snap. Let me just hit this guy. No, but no, I'm not no, saying no, I'm no. I'm not saying he's done that. But Chris Smith just run a line, and Barnett's just running through, and he's gone. Well, I don't want this guy running the line. Boop. Nah. Nah. Boop. <laughs> He hasn't said he doesn't want him running the line. He's defending. They're, they're moving together. He's defending right. himself as well. It was so late. It was so stupid. And he deserves well, weeks. No, no one's saying that it was a late tackle or anything. What do you mean late? It wasn't even it, near the ball. Exactly. So don't, why are you hitting him? Like it's so well, why is it late. Because it's late. It's like, the, the, like there's, he's nowhere near the ball. So like the, the, the yeah. what I'm saying by late is that like the ball's already shifted away from like Christmas running his line. He's moving over there. He's yeah, moving Chris, towards that area. Because yeah, Chris, Chris Smith has run a line. Ball's so gone now. It does. No, it doesn't. He's just trying to move. Barnett is trying to get over to where the ball is, right? Chris Smith, yeah, sorry. Chris Smith <laughs> is running a line. Yeah. But Chris Smith's line has nothing to do with Barnett hitting him. He's always oh, near him. Trying to move past him and he moves Barnett him, is he not trying to move past him. Barnett had a brain snap and just hit him in the head. Plain and nah, simple. You're, you're indicating, Dan, the way you say it, mm. the wordage you use, you're indicating that it was a brain snap. It was on purpose. He's put his arm up and hit him in the face. No, it's like, it's like, he's, it's like, he's just bla- it's like he blacked out and went, I don't know what to do here, and he's blacked out. And- yeah, that's what you're saying. That's yeah. what you're saying. I'm saying that that's not what happened. You're saying he's trying to brush past him. <laughs> he's not trying that's to brush 100%. past him. 100%. Right, if you, want, you, know, you know what? You know what the funny thing is. I reckon we're all gonna we're all gonna be within one game of each other when we say what we think he should get suspended. What do you reckon, Gilly? What's his suspension? He's gonna get six weeks. No, no, what do, weeks. no, no. What do you think he should get? Mate, he he, he look because he because it's reckless. He should get six weeks. It's reckless. I'm okay. just saying. All I'm saying is it's not it's not an on purpose move to hit him in the head. So you're saying six, Dan? What do you six. reckon? Who's been charged with dangerous contact? I think he deserves to get five, and he will get five. 
He's going to get less. Yeah, he'll get five. He'll How get are you saying that he's going to get less than Gildy, but you're saying it's worse than Gildy? He'll get five. I'm saying he's going to get five. But what do you think he should get? Uh, Gildy thinks he should get six. Oh, okay. He should. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, no, that's fair. Six is, six is probably fair. Six. I mean, Maybe with six. What do you think? Here's a question. Here's a question. If, Here's a question. If, a, if a cannonball tackle gets a fine, he should get one to two weeks. But yeah. what do you think he should get? Yeah, what do you think he should get? That's the difference. I think six. I think six is a little bit harsh. Um, I think four. I, I, to be fair, I think four's probably four to five sufficient. Yeah, That's I just not- think if it's a head, if it's a headshot, we've got to stamp it out of the game. So he's had a. I think he's had a brain explosion. But it's just got to reinforce the fact that they've got to be even better than that. They can't have a brain explosion. Yeah. Let's talk about the actual game. Yeah, let's talk about the actual game. So, this was a big moment, obviously, because they had to play with Panthers had to play against a undermanned Knights side for forty-seven minutes. And mate, for the Knights, Kurt Mann and Tex Hoy stood up, and I think teams usually do when they have one less man on the field, and they stood up against hey. a side that uh, the reigning premiers, and they, they didn't always- quit. But they were awesome. Bradman Best, Gagai, yep. the yep. English winger. Yep. Mate, I thought, what, what's who's the other winger? Anari? He wasn't there. Yeah, Anari Tuol. Anari Tuol. Yeah, was, wasn't he yeah, out? Yeah. No, nah, no. Oh, no, he was there. Sorry. Sorry, he was there. Yeah. Him and Dominic Young. Nah, nah, nah. Mate, I thought they all played. I thought they all played well. Yeah, I also think Panthers coasted for a bit. Who's that? Say it again. I think Panthers coasted for a bit of that game where they were just like, yeah, we've got we've we've got this, and they kind of coasted, and then Knights had come back into it and they'd just go up to another gear and then they'd coast back again. They once that once that send-off, I think the Panthers kind of knew they had it in the bag and kind of just did what they had to do. And because the Knights, the Knights were in it with in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Mate, but, the yeah, mate, Kurt Man, mate. He created yeah. him and Tex Hoy created a lot out of nothing. He's been a revelation. Yeah, like Guilty, we've already spoken about it. You pointed out last week that you kind of scoffed at him being the smallest lock in the game, but mate, like we're all wrong. Everyone besides Newcastle supporters were wrong about Newcastle this year already that they were going to be shocking. Yeah. And yeah, mate, he's been he's been, he's been great as a lock, and the team has been great in general, and their halves have been really good. Clifford and Clifford and mate, um, Adam Clune have been Clune. awesome. Mate, they so, haven't had Pong. They haven't had Braley. You, you, they haven't had the the the, the more star, I guess, star studded prop in that Safidi brother who's made all the New South Wales and teams. Clemmer, so, out as well. Yeah, mate. Panthers look to the Panthers as well. Like not just saying like they're they're, they're they've got a full strength side. They've got five of their best players out as well. Um, but needless to say, you know, you're playing against a 12 man side for the majority of the game. The Knights kind of stumbled right at the end when, you know, they're probably out of gas. So props to them. They're doing really well, the Newcastle Knights. And, you know, the Panthers are the only undefeated team, as I said earlier. So they're still flying high and they're going to be a hard team to beat. I think the younger sides this year are proving that, you know, Mate, I reckon that, the Panthers got lucky last week because of the send-off, and this week 
yeah, they coasted, but I, I think it would have been a close game if it hadn't been a send-off. So I reckon they, 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 this is the time that teams should be winning against the Panthers because when Cleary comes back, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and that's something that, yeah, that's something great that you point out because Cleary being out, you know, the next, the ne- the, the the second coming of Andrew Johns, I guess, <laughs> like he, he is in that, he could be in that echelon. So, yeah. Yeah, they're scary-looking Panthers. So there's something I wanted to bring up, boys, and Gildy, we spoke about it prior to recording. There was a contentious call from the independent doctor to take Kurt Mann off the field. Um, What was that? So it was a very strange one because it felt like he took, firstly, the wrong... So it it was a friendly fire head collision, but I don't think heads collided. I think he just, like, made a tackle and his head's, like, kind of... When he got kicked in the dick. No, it's, it was strange. I actually don't know the why he got pulled off. But he got pulled off, right? And they're trying to say it was a head collision. They're trying to say it was a shoulder to the head, like an accidental one, all this crap, when he made a tackle. Anyway, I spoke about it with you yesterday, but Guilty brought up a very good point. And it seems like a simple um, solution to these little dilemmas with the independent HIA bunker doctor. Guilty suggested that we have an independent on-field doctor that can actually make these head injury assessments. And then they can decide whilst they're on the field, if they play on, if they come off for a HIA, or if they get category one ruled out of the game due to concussion. I think that's a perfect solution. But Clarkie, what do you think of that? I thought it was very strange. He got kicked in the dick and then come off for a, Head injury assessment. Yeah. It was baffling. It was hilarious because he was in clearly in it was clearly in a lot of pain because it hurts. But yeah. that was weird. But apparently well what they keep when everyone keeps saying there needs to be an on-field doctor, apparently it's it just costs too much because they'd obviously have to pay what the NRL would have to pay eight doctors. Um but I don't they're what... paying them already. Paying who? They're paying those doctors to be the whether it be on field or from the bunker or wherever wherever they are making these decisions. But the bunker, the, the one doctor would be there for so on a Saturday they'd be there for all three games in the but bunker. You're st- but you're still paying him for all his time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying that's what they're saying. But I don't know what's the doctor going to do on the field. So you want two doctors. No, I don't want two doctors. I want one independent doctor for both. For, for just that the runs onto the field, makes checks. Well, you know. Well, they'd have to have game. two because someone would have to monitor it, and he could be the monitor. Who knows? But mate, it, it would it would probably realistically have to be two because you'd have the one in the few uh, in the bunk going have to look two. at this guy, and then you got the one that's on the field going. I'm going to make the assessment, and like I said, they've got three options: it's assess and let him play. HIA, which would be the like the go-to for them, I'd, I'd imagine, and then category one concussion. That's what it would be. Yeah. So, I like it. I like it. I think that's the that's the way forward. If money's a thing, well, then you know maybe put the investment into this because you don't want to get sued down the track like other sports and codes have. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, boys, we'll move it on. Uh, we had a big blow up in this one, so um, we've been on this game for a while, but the Akasha MVP 3-2-1's guilty. 
All right, we all thought that uh, Targo is playing outstanding in the left centre spot for the, the Panthers. He just keeps doing his job. Um, Kurt, man, we've already spoken about it. He gets two points. And um, Taylor May um, got a hat-trick in, in place of uh, Brian Toto. And he, honestly, Charlie Staines is going to have to be play pretty well because I reckon when Brian Toto comes back, Taylor May is going to make a case to stay in that side. Mate, Staines will get yeah, dropped. If he, keep, if he keeps going the way he's going, it, yeah, it won't be much of a discussion. Yeah, Saints yeah. will get dropped. And just a fun fact, boys, uh, in the NRL's uh, daily endpoints, they've picked Isaiah Yo as their man of the match three weeks in a row. So he's on. He's leading their their yeah. tally. Mate, I saw that, and you know what? It's going to stop because Cleary, when Cleary comes back, he'll just Yo will just be getting less than that. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Boys, we'll move on to game five. The Parramatta Eels defeat the Melbourne Storm 28 to 24. Gildy's got a big smile after his blow up in the Knights game where, you know, we had a little blow up there, Mitch Barnett. But big smile on your face. I can, I can feel it, Gildy. Mate, although an error-riddled match, the battle between these two was as fierce as usual. End-to-end footy, plenty of rugby league cinema on show, which took this rivalry to another level, in my opinion. Um, match went to golden point. And it was the Parramatta Eels who snatched the win with an unconventional try for what was seemingly match of the week. Again, that's just my opinion. But guilty, Ray Stone, he goes from a zero last week to a brace scoring hero this week. What's your take for this game and your Parramatta Eels victory? Mate, it's, uh, it's 3-0 against the Storm. I think we've got the wood on them right now. Mm-hmm. In saying that, Harry Grant didn't play. Uh, Christian Welsh didn't play. And we've got a couple of wingers that didn't play, but it, it's always better to beat them when they're at their best. Um, yeah, look, I mean, Dylan Brown, this was his best game I think he's ever played. But in saying that, he's he's been one of our best players throughout the last, for the first three games of the season. Um, I thought Munster and Pappenhausen were dangerous all game as well. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, um, they're two best for sure. I, I think it just pretty much came down to the forwards. Like our forwards were just better than theirs on the day. Mate, the stats were off the chart for both clubs in this match. Everyone ran for – nearly everyone went, ran for over 150 metres each. Buddy, tackles Mate, galore. It was it was a fantastic game. I think uh, uh, Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard almost had 180 each. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you had Sean, uh, Regan Kenyon, RCG so, got 197 and Paul I got 192. Almost 200 each. Yeah. You know? And and like when we go when we eventually go to 321s, it's it's hard, like how can you not pick like I don't think any other player in the round ran for that much either on any team. Yeah. Mate, like I said, the the the, the stats were off the chart. It was a high scoring game, but it was a quality game as well. Defense was good. It was just there were good tries being scored. Like Munster's Wait, what about that try? That from Munster, Munster try, mate kicks, kicks the ball. Olin breaks the line. They get tackled in the middle of the field. Munster gets a shit ball from dummy half, and he just yep. looks over to the left. So he's in the middle of the field on the fifty meter well, line. Gutho was over the other side because he's making the tackle. Yeah, and then he's just gone. I'm going to kick it for Meany, and Meany runs fifty meters and scores. Like it was a fantastic kick. It was a fantastic try. And I thought, mate, like that's they're the types of tries that you go, yeah, confidence is in. You know, we can start rolling with this. And the Eels just weathered that, you know, figuratively and literally weathered the storm. And mate, it was 
try for try, end-to-end footy. And, yeah, Munster stood up, and it's great to see him back in form. And Pappenhausen was great. Um, a big thing I wanted to bring up in this match was the battle between Nelson Asafa solomona and Makahisi Makatoa. Uh, was it Makatoa? Yeah. Mate, there was an incident in the game which is which everyone is scratching their head, unless you're a Storm supporter, scratching your head. Uh, they've obviously had a bit of tit for tat uh, throughout the game, two or three incidents where they just gave it to each other. And then uh, Makatoa has taken a, a hit up and he's tackled by two Storm players. And then Nelson Asafa solomona whilst the tackle was being completed, has come in as a third man and he swung his arm, which is collected... Makatoa in the head, his forearms hit his face. And during the game, they missed it. And then they put him on report five minutes later, which unfortunately for Eels fans does nothing for them. It's good that they catch it, but it's not good for the Eels, Eels um, team. And then... Well, it's no point of catching if you then don't fix it afterwards either, though. Which is correct, yeah. because instead of giving him a grade two... <laughs> Swing an arm, dangerous contact or striking, whatever. They uh, gave him a fine. Yeah, great, Graham Annesley came out. For a grade one careless high tackle. Did you see what Graham Annesley said? No. He believes that they've made the right call all the way up until force used. And force used dictates it should have moved up into a higher grade. Mate, that shot was deliberate. 100%. Because of. Because of the like, incidents prior, he's gone and gone, I'm going to get this bloke. Bang. Like, look, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too over the top, but fuck, I don't see much, I don't see too much of a difference in what a penalty should be between that and the Mitch Barnett one. There's more, there's more force in Nelson Asafa Solomona's hit. It's more deliberate. Yep. Then Mitch Barnett's hit. It that's a massive point. It boggles I, the mind. Yeah. Wow. It changes the game as well. Because like I, said, I, like, I, I can see them, but I you can okay, I know there's a bunker and stuff, and like at the end of the day, there's human error in the heat of the moment, you can miss things and people miss things, but the fucking match review can't miss it. Like, they've got all the time in the world. They can spend five days if they want to. <laughs> it's, like, true. it's like they're in a rush. It's like, they, oh, oh, it's four o'clock. I want to get home. Oh, quick. Oh, just give them a fine. <laughs> it's true. It's wrong. Mate, Anyone that thinks that that shouldn't be a grade two minimum is 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 silly. They don't know what they're looking yeah. at because that was, it's it was deliberate. To the head. Yeah. 100%. Mate, he, he, in saying that, um, he was he was him and um, Brandon Smith were easily their best forwards. Uh, that's one of the best games I've seen Nelson play. Yeah, just a room for 160 of, meters. Just a bit yeah. of a grub. That's all. Just a bit of a grub, in my opinion. Yeah. But look, <clears throat> Dylan Brown. Let's speak about him for a sec, mate. He is on fire for Parramatta. He is standing out, and it's helping Mitch Moses. Which Mitch Moses doesn't need help. He still plays well, but they both compliment each other but Dylan Brown is always asking questions in the de- for the defense always having a sniff at the line always looking for that offload 
he gets his he gets his body through. He's he gets caught, but his body's through the line. He's looking yeah. for he's looking for help. Always looking. And mate, it, it happened in this game. He got through, slices through. Gutho scores a try. Yeah. Gutho needs to step up a little bit, in my opinion. Um, guilty, but he's look overall like they, the Parramatta Eels were fantastic in that game. And look, some pundits, like especially on the forums, they they thought Wonga Blake had a shocker, which he did. His um, high ball was shit, and he played well last week. But he, yeah, high ball was horrible to this week. Yeah, he, he, he had an off game, a very off game. But look, unfortunately for Eels fans, Ray Stone, the hero of the you know of the week, after he scored that. Um, so for those that didn't watch the game, um, Parramatta has gone for a field goal and golden point. It hit the right cross, uh, right post, and then the only player that chased for the ball was Ray Stone. No, no, no Melbourne players, they just looked. All the other Parramatta players just looked. And Ray Stone's followed through. It's bounced up in his hands, on the ball. Good bounce for him in his hands. And all he had to do was beat Jerome Hughes. And he steps off his right foot to beat him because it's one-on-one. Beats him, scores the try for the, for the match winner. And as he stepped off his right foot, he's ruptured his ACL, which is very unfortunate. But he's yeah. gone out in style. It's his last game for Parramatta as a result. He's gone out in style before he signs with before he goes to the Dolphins. So hopefully yeah. he has a speedy recovery. But mate, winners win, guilty, and he's won. Yeah, mate, I feel sorry for Ray Stone. He's a he's an effort player. I like effort players. Yeah, he's super fit. We're yeah. always in the right time. And like people, people, no one forgets he can tackle like a tank as well. And he's so much littler than everyone he's knocking over. Mate, I think you. I think you. I think you'll miss him this year for the rest of the like he. He's he's the type of player you need. You need someone like that, both like you say, his effort, but also his value in terms of his actual price tag. Like he gives yeah, more. Yeah. He he plays well above his price tag, and you need those players in a Premiership winning team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we will miss him. Um, we're kind of lucky. We need a chorus still to come back, mm. and we're still waiting on. Um, I think Madison's done a hamstring, so. You know, there are players there, but yeah, you're right. He 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 does some little things that those players can't do. Yeah. Well, there's a question before we move on. This is the second week in a row that the Melbourne Storm have endured the golden point period. Are you both fans of it? Or no. do you think a draw suffices after 80 minutes? Mate, I, I don't think- mind a draw. I don't I think draws are good. Clark, you're, you're, you're a draw person. The, I hate them. <laughs> You know, I hate the field goal kickoff, like the field goal-a-thon. Yeah. That drives me insane. So for me, it's either for me, it's either extra time where it's, it minutes. goes for the full amount, yep. golden try or a draw. Like the, the, out of the four options, the one that's currently in place, I hate them. I dislike the most. Matt, I'll tell you right oh, now, I'll tell like you it right becomes, now, it, it's, for me, it's a draw. It's a draw, yeah, like a draw, and I don't like golden try because that changes the dynamic of that period. Mm. Like got extra time, which is luckily that's in for finals at least, makes sense because you're not changing the dynamic of the game. You want to score the most points in ten minutes. Yeah, but with with golden point, you, it's it's set up for a field goal. With golden try, it's we can't go for a field goal or a penalty goal, but mm. for yeah. eighty minutes you can. So I don't like golden anything. It's either extra yeah. time or draw, and I like that extra time is only for finals, and I think it should be a draw for regular season games. 
that's just me. I also but... think that um, I think that when you do have multiple golden points, you're playing a little bit extra. I know it's only a couple of minutes, but it does like it does seem to take it out of the team who's done it the week before. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. We look. We all agreed. That's good. Unlike Mitch Barnett's thing, eh, Gildy? Yes. Yes. But anyway, the Akasha MVP three two ones for the Parramatta victory over the Storm, Gildy. Wait one second. My um, my computer's just shit itself. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> yeah. you liar. You haven't got a computer. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Brown three, Munster two, and I fought for this one. Lane one played the whole. Uh, Played the whole game, and he's the one that charged down the Pappenhausen um, field goal attempt. So, as far as I'm concerned, he, he's a bit of an unsung hero, Sean Lane, in this one. Which is fair. But there was another game where we there could have so picked. so many players that yeah. you could have picked. Yeah. Boys, game six, the Canberra Raiders defeat the Gold Coast Titans 24-22. to Bizarre, boys. Absolutely bizarre. In a match that epitomizes the term, a game of two halves. The Raiders make a remarkable comeback from 22-0 down, repeat, 22-0 down to claim victory in front of their home fans. Boys, the Titans were scoring at a point per minute when they started scoring their points. So they scored 22 points in a 22-minute period. And then they just stopped. They just That's it. And then absolute scenes in Canberra with that comeback. But, mate. This is another game where the three two ones were near impossible to pick because, like I said, it was literally Titans first half, Raiders second half. One team turned up in one half, the other in the other half. It's crazy. But normally when we do our three two ones, it's um, you know, normally, you know, a couple of us have very similar, you know. We might have an out an outlier every now and then, but this one, everyone is totally different. Yeah. From from the three to the two to the one, it really was. Yeah. So yeah. look, there was a there's a moment in this game that I wanted to highlight. Um, apparently, well, sorry, not it's not apparent. The NRL have come out and apologised to the Titans. So, in the first half, before the Raiders' first try, so the Raiders scored in the last minute of the first half to get to twenty two to six. Uh, the referee made a gigantic mistake and gave the Titans five tackles instead of six. So this resulted in the Titans rush kicking and then the Raiders got the ball in good field position and then they scored the next set. So they've apologized to the Titans, but mate, you'd be furious if this was the Rabbitohs, if this was the Bulldogs, if if this was Parramatta, we'd be blown up. Absolutely. Deluxe. That's a horrible Mistake for a referee to make in a game, I think, is to do the rest. Um, I don't know. I'll check. I actually don't remember. I'll check for you. Was it a square up for the grand final? (laughs) It wasn't. No, no, no. That referee, he was at the Bulldogs game. That's the six again ref you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was at the Dogs game. Hold on. I'll check who the referee was for you. But, um, mate, big mistake. A gigantic mistake at that. Don't How do they make it? What that? Oh. Brain snap. Don't they have a clicker? What is it? No, they don't have a clicker. It's not, it's clicker. not, it's not, it's not cricket. A clicker? <laughs> 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 We're talking about a clicker. 
Uh, yeah, tells you how many tackles have been made. Uh, nah. <laughs> well, well, maybe you wouldn't get it wrong if you had one. You know what? Let's get the clicker. <laughs> Boys, it was Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton was the ref. Means nothing. Yeah, right. Yep. So I haven't, I, I haven't, yeah, no, Clarky, you, you don't contribute anything to that. Um, I haven't seen a referee under, uh, give like under tackles. I've seen them give seven and when it's supposed to be six, that was the last time that happened was Sharks Cowboys in the elimination final where the Sharks won because of that try. They scored on the seventh tackle. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Is there much anything in- to talk about? No, 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 look, we'll, this is a brush We're over. Just like- Look, it's a brush over sort of game. Um, the, one of the best things about it was um, Sammy Vellame's hit on AJ Brinson oh, right at the end. Mate, that was it's, absurd. It's, it's an early contend- contender for tackle of the year. It's definitely the best so far. Easy. Easy. And in the context of the game as well, like that just that stopped their, their last play, yeah. last ditched effort to score a point, to score a try. So. Hundred percent. In the context, it'll be hard. I don't think. I don't. I'll call it an now. That'll be the tackle of the year. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. And look, they end up winning not because of that, but you know that was the last roll of the dice for the Titans. And he absolutely pumped AJ Brimson, and he actually uh, dacked him while he did it too. So, like, anyway, boys. Look, last thing I'll say: um, Jermaine Ozarko in uh, the week after we released episode 44, which is last week. Um, he was granted a release immediately from the Brink- uh, the Brisbane Broncos club. And all the mail was that he was going to go to Parramatta, which made sense because they need some depth in the outside backs. And he signed with the Titans stating, I don't want to leave Queensland because I'm going to the Dolphins in 2023. And I, mate, he's I like, don't know if he's going to start. He's not going to play there. Mate, he's he won't. better than their winners. No, he won't. He won't get a start there. He might. Greg, Greg Marzu got found out a little bit in that in this match. He got he got pumped a little bit. Uh, Tomoko had a had a game against him, um, but yeah, I don't think he will get a start there. From a logistical point of view, he's a genius. He doesn't have to go all the way down and he's up all the way back up. Oh, man, it's one be year. real annoying. It'd be paid. real annoying. It'd be real annoying though. Yeah, but far out. You're on so much money. <laughs> I'd want to play. Yeah, that's right. I'd want to play as well. Would he? Would you start him in the para team? Um, look, man. If Cutler goes down, we don't really have a fullback. No, but mm. right now, though. Um, no. Yeah, see, it's a big drive. Who's mm. <laughs> better, Opachik or him? <laughs> it's a big drive. Opachik, potentially. I don't know. Actually, that's a, that's a good question. But anyway, it's probably it costs a good couple of grand to get a truck to. Oh, can you stop? <laughs> Guilty, we'll move it on. A cash of three, uh, the cash of MVP three, two ones, please, for this whatever game. This was hard to, we all had different ones. So, Starling three, Firma two, and Tino one. But very you know, hard. I had Schneider, I mean, Mo Fudd a week up. I think we all had Mo Fudd a week up for one. Yeah, even David Fafita ran for 180 metres. Boys, game seven, the North Queensland Cowboys defeat the Brisbane Broncos 38 to 12. An energetic and relentless Cowboys outfit absolutely shut out the Broncos in this Queensland derby, putting on a clinical 80-minute performance at Suncorp Stadium. 
Clarky, the Cowboys dominated the Broncos this match, plain and simple. And you said it yourself. It's a massive reality check here for the Brisbane Broncos, don't you think? Yeah, mate. I think obviously everyone was everyone starting a little bit carried away with the with the Bronx and yeah, this was a massive reality check. Now you talk about the South game with um, South getting the rub of the green, mate. Cowboys could not do anything wrong. Like if they dropped the ball, it was someone was offside. If they if they were offside, they'd give away. Like Broncos would do something stupid and give them a penalty. Like it was just they couldn't do anything wrong and. Mm. Yeah, I know. Valentine Holmes is starting to actually show that he might be a centre. And Todd Payton might be showing that he can probably coach as well. Like he's Well, isn't that funny you say that? Because it takes two games, two wins, and now everyone's flipped the script on the Cowboys, hasn't it? Well, mate, like, but they're the they're the kinds of I know Valentine Holmes, I think people forget. Like when before he left, he was probably the best winger in the competition. Mm. So, like, he's obviously an exceptional footballer. So, you put him in the centre, it's like one of those things, oh, you can put him anywhere and he'd be good. But to put him into the centre is like defensively, Gildy's pointed it out before, it's the hardest position in on the field to to defend. And, mate, he's, yeah, he's, that, that has to, that's assisted by your coaches. It can't just be purely on talent. And, mate, he had an absolute blinder. Ran for 200 metres. Just, yeah. He wasn't up against a mug either. Well, yeah. Mate, can Tony Staggs tell you he's, what? He schooled him. He schooled mate, Staggs. He hasn't... He, he Obviously, he's coming off... He's coming off a couple of injuries. Like, they've been two pretty long-term injuries. But, yeah, he's well, well from his best at the moment. He doesn't he get hasn't. he doesn't get fed enough ball. They were talking about in the game. He got apparently he got he had five touches as opposed to Valentine's home seventeen or wow. something. Yeah, but point. massive. He doesn't. I feel as though you look at his other centre partner. Like Herbie seems to go looking for it a little bit more. Yeah, that's my opinion. Like Herbie looks a little bit busier. Where Cantoni's just out on the edge, just waiting for someone to feed it to him. Which look that might be. He he might just be playing to his strengths, but Herbie Farnsworth he had an he's been playing he's probably been one of their better players in the in the opening three games of the season. But yeah, oh mate, he's he's getting picked for England now. <laughs> like last year when he got <laughs> dropped out of that squad, we were all like, oh, what's he done? Has he done something? Because mm. they didn't say it was about how he played. He must have done something off field. I don't know. But mate, if he's if he's playing to prove he wants to be in that England squad, he's doing himself every favour by playing the way he is. He's playing very well. But how funny yeah. was it? He's third. So he's, he scored two braces in a row. And in this game was a, another controversial Herbie Farnworth try. The correct call, by the way, the penalty try. Um, 100%. It's a penalty try. But it's just funny that, like, you know, he scored four and three of them have all had, like, ooh, controversy. Question mark. Yeah, question mark. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. Look, the 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 Cowboys like you, you hit the nail on the head, Clarky. The Cowboys are looking they're looking good. Uh, I think Dearden and Chad Townsend. I noticed something about Chad Townsend. Right, if Dearden does something great, 
he tells him and he goes, you like, he goes up to him and like, everyone gives him co- a bit of confidence. If he does something wrong, he goes, he does the same thing as man, like, you know, all good head up, head up, head up. And that's something that you want to see. And their team chemistry after, you know, everyone kind of gave him shit for losing to the Bulldogs in round one. It looks fantastic. Who did they play last week? They played someone. That's, that was a blood. It was a blood driven game. The Raiders. Let, okay. Well, they beat the Raiders, right? mate. Let's let's see when they play someone good, though. We're, I think yeah. we're jumping a bit early at the old Cowboys. Yeah, but look, the good the thing that is um, standing out here, Guilty, is that they've pumped those two clubs. They've pumped yeah. those two clubs. So. Yeah, but you're right. I, I think you're right. We'll wait and see. Um, but it's it, it's also good that the Broncos get schooled a little bit here and ground it, it will ground them. Obviously, has uh, the other the other thing I wanted to bring up before we move on is Jeremiah Nanai. Six or seven clubs want to sign him. He's the hot property target at the moment. I think all, I think all of them do now. Yeah, and mate gets a hat trick, and they come off Tom Dearden kicks two of them. Another one was just all effort. And it just proves that he's, he's a hungry player and he wanted it. And he's standing out as a result. But next big thing, what do we think? Too early to call? Yep. Too early to call. I think he's a good player. I, I've got to wait. Yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be one of those things. Like he even... I, don't, I was going to bring it up with Chad Townsend. Like... Chad Townsend had a really good game, controlled the game really well, compliments did, and like he kicked for 632 meters. Like, geez. But he's he's not playing to an $850,000 standard. Mm. And that's the thing that everyone gets compared to their price tag. Like, Ben Hunt has four years. I don't think Ben Hunt's had a bad season at the Dragons. He's had an above-average season every year at the Dragons, but he's on $1.2 million. So everyone goes, well, he's not as good as $1.2 million. And he's not. But it's the thing. You just This Nanai, he just needs to be he needs to be smart and try and get some cash, but also not take enough cash that just puts so much undue pressure on him. Like, say, David Fafida money, where, yeah, just... He's not in that. He's not in that class, though. I don't no, think he's, he's not going to get that. But you don't want you don't want him to pick up like six or seven hundred, and then it's like it's just it'll be under it'll be too much pressure on the kid. Mm. Mate, I don't think. I think, mate, he's not better than Isaiah Papali. He's not better than Corey Hill or Nara. You know, like still got ways to think, go. Yeah, that's true. But he's in that. But but he's not. He's not even the, in the David Fafita conversation. No. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move it on. Guilty, the Akasha MVP 3-2-1s for the Queensland Derby. Okay. Um, this was an easy one to pick. Everyone had the same names, but a little bit of orders out. Um, Holmes 3, Nanai 2, and Dearden is playing great. And he played against his old club. So he really put on a bit of a show for him. Two tri-assists. They outshone Adam Reynolds, didn't they? The halves this game? Yeah, he did, he did, he did. Boys, the final game of the round, game eight, the Manly Seagulls defeat the Canterbury Bulldogs 13-12. to 12. In wet conditions at Brookvale Oval, the Manly Seagulls steal the victory with a field goal at the death in what was a sluggish matchup between these two clubs. 
Mate, it was a bludger. It was horrible. Mate, oh, it was. Oh. It was. And, mate, look, this game gave Manly their first victory of the season. It's similar to last year when they were on their five-game losing streak. and I'm oh, sorry, four-game losing streak. And then on the fifth game, they beat the Warriors 13-12 to 12 at yeah, Manly Turner when it was raining. Didn't play any of those games. What was it? Yeah, he wasn't. Played any of those That's games. exactly right. Look, there's a long way. There's a long ways to go for Manly to regain any sort of form they had last year. Uh, Gildy, you made a um, bold prediction that I feel people have stolen from you. You said that the six again 3.0 or the adjustment to the six again rule um, will hinder Manly, particularly Turbo. And look, Turbo is still playing great. He's just not doing what he did last year. And I think you're right. Mate, I think you're right about about what's happened there. I want to say something else. I reckon it's hindered not just Turbo. I think it's also hindered Saab and Garrick as well. Mate, they they did nothing. much space. Nah, that's exactly right. And, mate, the game isn't played like touch football. Last year was touch footy-esque. And getting the ball, you know, doing... Yeah, you get 24 tackles in a row is not how rugby league was meant to be played. That's rugby union. That's what that's the whole point of that's the whole biggest difference with the the codes. And when you're playing rugby union rules with league rules, you're you're gonna have blowouts. And this rule change stops that. And the Manly Sea Eagles are at the moment struggling with the adjustment. They're one of the clubs that are struggling with it. But Going back to this game, it was sluggish. It was 12 10 at half time, and it was 13 12 full time. And 12 10 in favor of Manly, by the way, at half time. Um, it's, it's funny, as a Bulldog supporter, the, the resilience for the Bulldogs in defense and their improvement in defense is tenfold from previous years, particularly on the line. They didn't let a try in on the line, they were all outside. You know, they were all long-range tries. And... Mate. Sorry, yeah? I was just going to say, if Burton kicks his kicks, they win. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But look, that does who change we, the... Di- who, it does, it does change the dynamic. Who's kicker? Burton. Yeah. Who was it last year? Meany. Yeah, right. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So, look. Avrilo? Uh, well, he wasn't there, was he? Do you he reckon got, he was better than Wakeham? Yeah, I think Wake. I think Wake. I think Wakeham's more of a half than Avrilo. So, look, Wakeham's not the strongest halfback, but he's he's probably better than Avrilo because he's played halfback. I noticed. I don't know. I noticed the difference. He just looked like a more natural, natural half in in the the first forty. I thought Wakeham was hands down. I'm like Avrilo's not making this team again. Yeah. Second half left a little bit to be desired. Man, I think I think did. he copped it. I think he copped like a bad head knock. Telling you, we didn't probably wake him. Wake him. Yeah, he got a he got a boot in the face. Remember his lip was all yeah, and then he came over his face, and then he came off for a HIA because he got hit again later. Hmm. I think he just got played. I think he just went, oh, I'm I'm, I'm sore. I can't play this half. I don't know. But either way, their attack is left something left left to be desired. Like that's still a work in progress, obviously. Um, Dan, why? Why? Um, so Cronulla are using Nico Hines, who's not a who's not a halfback body shape, mm. and they're excelling. Why don't they move Burton to halfback? That's a great question. A great. And question. then you could have Everolo play wider. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And it's a good, it's a good question. Like, it's it's really funny that the Bulldogs, like, they, you look at their first three games of the season. Now, every team they've played, firstly, it's been a close game. Uh, it's it's one try or less within it, so it's it's four points or less actually to be to be um, more specific. Um, no player for either team stands out in all three games that the Bulldogs have played. No one stood out in the Bulldogs Cowboys. No one stood out in the Bulldogs. I thought Tangai played awesome, but he didn't stand out. But he didn't stand out. Uh, And then in this game, no one stood out. Bulldogs mainly. They're all like grindy, close games that aren't of like a high quality. Like when you compare it to Manly and uh, sorry, when you compare it to Melbourne and Eels, that's a high quality finals quality game. That's close. And then you got the dogs playing Manly, dogs playing Cowboys, the dogs playing Broncos, and they're close. And they're good. Some are good. Like the Broncos game was good, but mate, there's not much in it. And no one scores. And mate, we haven't scored more than two tries per game so far, which is also not a great start. Do you, do you but we can like defend. The, do you like the shoopy doop? Yeah, I do. I like that, that they made that change. Uh, dropping you, Ockham you ball. Like Brayden Burns on the wing? Mate, Brayden Burns in centre or wing. He's doing a job. And I think he's found his place at the Bulldogs. He's doing a good job there. Not gonna mate, say he's at the best. center. Um, Naden. Uh, Naden. and and mate, Naden has a has a missed tackle in him every game, a good missed tackle in him every game, and he's starting to get Naden. some criticism for not passing the ball to Ado Car. But in this game, I thought he played well. Uh, in these conditions, you give it to the winger. Sometimes it's not a good idea because they get they get pushed out a lot easy, easy easier than if it wasn't wet. I don't know, mate. Like the this game is not a lot to go off. For Manly fans, for Bulldogs fans, they're still improving, but they're losing. And like I said, it is a bonus to win in your first two months of football. They're still trying to get that, trying to get it. It is frustrating because they're not winning, but it's still they're still playing better than any other year. The bar was set low for Bulldogs fans. They just need to find some space because they, they do. Like their backs, if you look at the backs, they're great. Like Dufty last year, there were periods where I even said if Duffy's playing, I'm picking the Dragons. Do you know what I mean? Like, and mate, look, he he had a good game. Um, as unfortunate, unfortunate um, moment in the game for Bulldogs fans is Jack Hetherington dislocated his shoulder, came off, and now he requires surgery, so he's out for the season. As a result, um, but yeah, the Manly Seagulls seemingly have the wood over us because they've won every game since Des Hasler's been their coach. So every time Des Hazard was the coach for the Dogs, we beat Manly. And then he's gone back to Manly and Manly's beaten us ever since he's been their coach. So it's 2018 onward. Yeah, I just... To be fair, to be fair Dan, I'd say there's a few teams who have beaten the Bulldogs since 2018 yeah. every game. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. It's probably hard to get stats for them because they have been piss poor the last couple of years. But yeah, look, not much more to say about this game. It really wasn't, it really didn't uh, even come near contender of game of the week. Uh, it's it's more in the, uh, the elk of uh, the Raiders Titans game, if anything. Oh, it was worse than that. Oh, you but think? It was wet. It was raining. It was a shit game, man. It was just wet, wet and sluggish, and there were heaps of errors. And yeah. 
Yeah, it was slow, and because mm. it was wet, it, it wasn't expansive, so it wasn't exciting. Like, it was it's flat football, things. a bit flat football yeah, from both teams flat. at best. And yeah. flat, flat, wet. We were trying football. to be safe, like last week. <laughs> how many, um, how many offloads did the Bulldogs do? There were heaps, and this week there were none. Like, which yeah. is just smart, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. Which look, I think, I think rainy football suits us to a degree. But yeah, you're right. The offload element was gone. No one made them. So anyway. We will move it on. Uh, there's not much more to say. Um, guilty. The Akasha MVP 321s for that one. Mate, almost impossible to pick this one. <laughs> there's no one stood out. Um, with Turbo gets three. And if you look at Turbo, I think everyone expects Turbo to, to play like he did last year. It's not going to happen. He's still ranked 200 metres. Hmm. So Turbo three. I think DCA was trying to. And uh, Jeremy Marshall King, I think, is super underrated. He got one. Clarky, Jeremy Marshall King might be Gildy's second favourite player. That's the new Olakwato. Yeah. <laughs> we were having a conversation last week, and we've obviously lost uh, Marnie next year. I'd be hmm. very happy if Para bought him as a as a as a possible replacement for um, uh, what's his name from the Raiders? Um, Hodgson. Hodgson, yeah, because I mean, just in case Hodgson's not ready with his knee injury. Fair enough. And mate, yeah. just on Turbo as well, he got belted all game and just kept getting back up and kept trying. And I mean, he played like a lock. Yeah. Like he takes the first hit up. Yeah. yeah. So you're just people, doing one off off the ruck. Yeah. So people need to understand, like, because people are like, oh, Turbo's not doing much. He's doing a lot. <laughs> he's their whole team still. If he's not there, if he wasn't playing against the Bulldogs, we're winning. Boys, rapid fire tips for round four. As usual, we start with Clarky. Game one, Titans versus Tigers at the Gold Coast. Mate, this whole week, I've just had a look. It's hard. I'll go Titans for this one. Gilly? <laughs> That's not a hard one, though, is it? That's not, mate. Wait for the rest of them. Okay. Uh, I'm Titans as well. Yeah. And I'm also Titans. And Gilly, by the way, before I move on, um, because Manly won, you're allowed to pick them whenever you like now. Because last week you said if they lost, you're going to not pick them for five weeks. Remember that? Sure. So you're allowed to sure pick them. Okay. okay. Game game two, Sharks versus Knights at Cronulla. That's a I'll beauty. go to the Sharks. I'll go to the Sharks just. Hmm. Um, Ponga back? We know? We don't know no, yet. I don't think he is. It's MCL. I don't think he is. Uh, and the Sharks? Uh, I'll go the Sharks. I'm going to also be iffy on it and pick the Sharks, but I'll wait and see how the Knights pan out with their squad. Game three, boys, the Panthers versus the Rabbitohs at Penrith in the grand final rematch. Mate, I'll be going to this. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So I'll probably miss the freaking Sharks-Knights game because I'll be at the ground. <laughs> um, hey. Sideline eye, Tony McGay. That's yeah. it. Um, but I think Cleary will be back, so I'll go to the Panthers. Guilty? Is he back? I yeah, think so. They reckon he's back, yeah. Uh, man, I can see the Rabbitohs winning this one. We don't have a mate, this... we don't we don't have a good track record, I'll tell you that. I'll go the, I'll go to the Panthers, but uh, this is close, yep. I'll go Panthers <laughs> as well. Uh, just because they're at home, that helps me pick my, make my choice. But the Rabbitohs played so well in round three, so yep. makes it tough. 
Um, game four, boys. The Warriors versus the Broncos at Redcliffe. Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. I, I don't even know what the are the Warriors favourites or the Broncos favourites. Nah, the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. I'll pick the Broncos as well. Uh, but again, I might change my tip. Uh, game five, Manly versus the Raiders at Mudgee. Country game. I'll go the Raiders. The Man- Manly's not showing much at all. Guilty? Yeah, Raiders. I'm, they're 275. Yeah, it's crazy. Mate, I'm, I'm picking Manly. They need, a, they need a click in the gear at some point, and a win might help them. So I'm, uh, this might jag them in. So I'm going to pick Manly for this one. You, you need to you need to get some scores up, don't you, Dan? After that shit effort you had last week, <laughs> you're just you, you you cheated. You didn't even tip, and you got six. <laughs> anyway, game six: the Cowboys versus the Roosters at Townsville, North Queensland. Oh, the Roosters. Big, a big game. Mm. This is where I guess you see whether the Cowboys are what everyone says they are. Um, I'm going the Roosters. There'll be a lot of pressure on the Roosters. They can't have two yeah. shit games in a row. Yeah, I'll pick the Roosters as well on that on that uh, point you made, Guilty. Game seven, the Storm versus the Bulldogs at Melbourne. It has to be Storm. Mm. Oh, mate. Um, yeah. Storm? Mate, Storm, of course. Yeah, they're just too many points in them. Mate, I'll pick the Storm. Um, once upon a time, the Bulldogs used to have the wood over the Melbourne Storm, but not anymore. Not anymore, unfortunately. Uh, and the final game, the Eels versus the Dragons at Parramatta. <laughs> Man, this will be a good game. I'll, yeah. I'll go Parra, but yeah, Dragons need to bounce back or they're in, they'll be in some trouble here. I'm going Parramatta um, as well. I am, but the Dragons absolutely belted us in this game last year. Last year. Lomax mm. and Bird had blinders. But look, it'll, it'll be close. It's not going to be a walkover. Fair enough. But I'm going to pick Parramatta just because they're in Parramatta. All right, boys. All right. See you, boys. Clarky's favourite. Uh, where are you going, bro? This is your favourite uh, segment of uh, the podcast. I've got um, got to go put the washing on. <laughs> Did you hear that, Guilty? How disrespectful uh, to our podcast. Right. Our point right. of difference. Our point of difference. We're the only ones that do this, Clarky, and you're walking away. <laughs> I'll stay. I'll stay. All right, you can stay. Sick. SK. We're checking in around the grounds. Clarky's <laughs> favourite segment which is the segment for all non-NRL-related rugby league coverage. And we will start with the NRLW. Round five, the final round of the delayed 2021 NRL women's season was completed over the weekend with each of the matches' results hinging on one another for the makeup of the semifinals, which are this weekend. The Broncos annihilated the Eels 38-4, to uh, which means that the Broncos claim first place and conversely knocked out the Eels due to the deficit in scoreline. Uh, this allowed the Roosters to claim fourth place despite losing to the Dragons 16-10. to And the Titans also won a hard-fought battle against the Wooden Spooners in the Knights. This weekend at Leichhardt Oval, who will be hosting the doubleheader for the NRLW semifinals. Who have we got, boys? The first-place Broncos are up against the fourth-place Roosters and the second-place Dragons are up against the third-place Titans. Game one, Broncos-Roosters. Guilty. Who have you got? Broncos. Clarky. Broncos with Ali Brigginshaw. Yep. 
and non-Broncos as well. And second place, the second place Dragons are up against the third place Titans. Guilty, who you got? Upset, Titans. I can't remember. We're talking about their David Fafida. The Titans have got some chick who's killing it. I'm going Titans. Clarky? No, I'll go the Dragons. Yeah, mate, I'm going Dragons. I think they're the only club that can... Um, uh, the, Titans, the Titans beat the Broncos. I know, but I think when it matters, I think the Dragons will be the only ones that can contend against the Broncos. So this week at Leichhardt Oval is the doubleheader, and we're all picking the Broncos, or Clark and I picking Broncos Dragons for the final, which will be next week. And Guilty, you're on a Broncos Titans grand final. Yeah. Okay. Boys, let's. Look into the main headlines in the Super League this week. And this is the first week we've looked at the headlines because there's some cracking ones that we came across yesterday. So we'll start with some drama. Brad Takarangi has been stood down by Hull Kingston Rovers for pleading guilty to drink driving in England. He will face court on the 31st of March and he will be suspended until that date. Um, that's his sentencing day, by the way, for those that aren't aware of how court works. But here's the punchline, listeners. This isn't your your regular old traffic stop, positive breath test, drink drive, you know, that whole jazz. Mate, what's happened is Brad Takarangi was driving on the wrong side of a major highway in Yorkshire. So it's the A63. So similar to the M1 here in New South Wales. Keep in mind, he's drunk. <laughs> So he's driving on the wrong side of the road on a main highway. And then he collides with a police vehicle and injures the police officer in the crash. So that didn't come out until yesterday. <laughs> That's what's come out. So he got done in, on the 2nd of January and they said, oh, you know, he's drink driving. He's been playing this whole time. And then he went to court last week and these are the details of his incident. Mate, every year there's always a crazy rugby league off-field incident. And this is 2022's, I think, so far. Uh, yeah. Ah, look. <laughs> it's not good that he's drink driving, obviously. <laughs> I'm against drink driving. Yeah. You can't enough. do that. You, yeah, you, you're not allowed to drink drive and crash into police cars on the opposite side <laughs> of the right. highway. That's right. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear, boys. That's right. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, That's what I'm here to contribute. Yeah. Those Aussie blokes that go over over to England, they they they've got to you know, behave themselves because you know there was that Tim Smith, Kevin Locke, <laughs> famous footage. Oi. We should we should put that up. Anyway. For those that don't know that, that is they're both playing for they're both playing for Salford. This is years ago. I don't I don't remember what year it was, and they've crashed their car into someone's fence in a suburban street in you know, in Manchester and Tim Smith is driving. He gets out of the car and he, and everyone's recording him by the way. So they're surrounded by like just random witnesses and it's in the backseat, you can hear the sirens of the cops, like in the background, like coming to the incident and they're stumbling everywhere. And he's like, Kevin, get in the seat. And then I'm going to get in the backseat and pretend like the driver ran off. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you doing? Oh, anyway. Won't get into Tim Smith, but he was he was nearly one of the prospects of the NRL and he just went all steel pit, didn't he? Mate, rookie of the year. Played in the Baby Eels grand final, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Oh, well. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. 
some um some uh, signing uh, rumors for the Super League in 2023. Martin Tapao and Chanel Harris Tavita have been sounded out as the next signings for next year. I think they'll go well over there. Um, at the moment, Tapao's been told by Manly, we don't want you. And the Warriors have told Chanel Harris Tavita, we don't want you. So that's where they're looking like they're going to end up. Uh, the bigger one, boys, here is um, Blake Ferguson. So his movements are a bit hilarious. So obviously you got done for assault and possession in Japan, copped a one-month jail term during his time there because you can't have any drugs of, of any sort, of any amount in Japan. Uh, he's gotten his passport back. He's come back to Australia. He's now been signed recently by the Thurlmy Roosters and New South Wales Country's Group 6 competition, the same club that signed Curtis Scott, for those that don't know what he's doing. So two bad boys have been signed by this club. A lot of their members are pissed off and don't support them anymore because they've signed two bad boys. But all the all the jazz is that the Super League will be signing Blake Ferguson potentially this year. The only drama for him is that the only club that can sign him is Warrington Wolves because they've got one overseas quota spot left. Every other club is full. So Who would you rather, Curtis Scott or Blake Ferguson? Ferguson. Blake Ferguson. Okay. I wouldn't even think about it. Definitely Ferguson. Go to Scott hasn't got the runs on the ball. And I'm, I'm, yeah, true. But I mean, a lot of a lot of teams have tried to give him second chances, obviously. Yeah. But he has played for Australia and he said Wales. So they're picking him any day yeah. of the week. But yeah, look, over over in Super League, you, you have like a quota of, I think it's like seven overseas players that you can have. Um, His only other option is he can go to the championship like, BJ Leilua did for Featherston because they have no quota or no limit. So that's the options for Ferguson this year. Otherwise, he's going to have to wait till next year and can just play country league this year. Boys, quickly as well, Challenge Cup was uh, round six was this weekend. So the Super League and Championship over in Europe were put on a hiatus for this competition. Uh, for those that are unaware, the Challenge Cup is a knockout style competition that runs over nine rounds throughout the year. It is played between... Super League teams, championship teams, League One teams, and community-based clubs. 11 of the 12 Super League clubs entered during round six, admitting Toulouse. Uh, they play against the five remaining clubs, which are championship division clubs. Uh, the Wigan Warriors, Hull FC, St. Helens, Hull Kingston Rovers, Catalans Dragons, Castleford Tigers, Wakefield Trinity, and Huddersfield Giants have all advanced to the quarterfinals. So they all won their matches this week. I want to hear your tips, Guilty, and maybe Clark if you want to contribute. Um, <sighs> the matches have been finalised for the next round. So who do we think is going to win? Wakefield versus Wigan. Guilty. Wigan. Wigan. Clarky. Wigan as well. Next match, Hull Kingston Rovers versus Castleford. Castleford. Hull. Hull for me as well. It's because I spoke to my boy last night. You did. Yeah, you meet your old English mate in the, at the pub. Um, <laughs> next game, Huddersfield versus Hull FC. I'll go Hull again because I don't know which Hull he went in for. Guilty? Hull, because that's my team. Yep, and I'll pick Hull as well because they stand up. They step up during the Challenge Cup every year. Uh, final game is the grand final rematch, St. Helens versus Catalans. I'm going Catalans. Saints. 
I'm going to say the cat. Uh, I'll say Saints as well, actually. And uh, just a reminder, Saints are the current cha- uh, Challenge Cup holders. They beat Castleford last year in the final, 26 to 12. So those matches are for next round, being round seven, the quarterfinals. Boys, the League One also kicked off this weekend. We'll cover that in our Around the Grounds social segment, along with the New South Wales and Queensland Cup. Just a quick update on that. The Panthers, Newtown Jets, North Sydney Bears and the Bulldogs are the only clubs that remain undefeated in the South Wales Cup. And in Queensland Cup, they've already kicked off and we didn't mention it last week. So apologies, Queensland Cup fans. But we'll move on to Clarkie's favourite segment because I know he loves Around the Grounds, but we're going to have to get to our final segment, our fan favourite bunker review presented by our beer sponsor, the Rusty Penny Brewing Company. Let's start with our Instagram fan poll results. Clarky, 74% of our listeners and followers prefer Thursday footy over Monday footy. Okay. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. Gilda, you were, you were a Monday footy fan, weren't you? No. No, you are Thursday. No, you were Monday, Clarky. You, 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 no, you... I, I, I don't know. I remember when Monday was around, I hated Monday. So, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> anyway, next topic. Uh, 69% prefer the 2 p.m. Sunday time slot over the 6 p.m. Sunday time slot. Guilty, you were a 6 p.m. fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, the 31% um, that were with you, they're obviously your favorite 31% fans, aren't they? Normal people, mate. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, anyway, 2 p.m. is better, and I'm in that 69%. But anyway, next topic. 66% believe the centre position is the hardest to defend in. Guilty. Who are these 34%? <laughs> I, just, I just don't know what don't football, football is, do they? They know more than me, obviously. They know more than me, whatever. I, I'm curious as to what position they think is the hardest to defend in. I reckon they think fullback. No, yeah, you could make an argument for fullback, but you could also make a different argument. Like, obviously, what Gilby's talking about in centers is more the defensive aspect of it. But if you go to the middle, say mm. a hooker, it's obviously more taxing. There's more tackles being made. Harder, harder it's hits. Harder in, it's harder in a different way. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about whether you can score tries. You've got no help in the centers because you've got to trust mm. that your winger stays on the other bloke. That's Correct. All. I'm with you, Gil- hey, we're all with you, Guilty. We're not arguing with you. Relax, just settle down. Rebel rouser. Um, next topic 66% believe Harry Grant will overtake Damien Cook as Kangaroo's hooker. Clark. This year? Do you like that? Yeah. They're wrong. They're wrong. Hey, do you he like that? Eventually. Do you like he that, boys? Eventually. Yeah, that's for this year, for the World Cup. Nah. Oh, nah. Do you like that? Oh, you like that, lads? 66%. They know what they're talking about. I think they know what they're talking about. Uh, next one. Mm. Okay. It's fair enough. Next one, boys. 78% would sign Suliasi Vunavalu to their club. It's a no-brainer. Don't know what the 22% are doing. 70% believe Manly will be flat-track bully club. The flat-track bully club of 2022. You like that one, Guilty? Mate, we've been proved wrong because... They can't, just, even, they can't even smash the Bulldogs. They can't, yeah. And they've lost their first two games. Yeah. Nah, anyway. wasn't, wasn't really a flat track, though. She was a bit wet. But it was flat. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Boys, next topic. 76% believe that Michael Maguire will be the first coach to be sacked in 2022. Pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. What was that percentage? 76. Yeah. I wonder what they think. Who else is on the chopping board? Uh, yeah. Ebaz. Maybe. Trent Barrett. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anthony Griffin. Nah. I don't know. Uh, the next topic. This is our highest uh, percentage for the week. 90% are in favour of the NRLW expanding in 2023 and 2024. So 10% don't like it, which, whatever. They might not like it. 78% think that the next NRLW club should be the Rabbitohs, Sharks, Raiders and Warriors, but 69% in the next question also believe that a non-NRL-badged W team should be considered. So we'll wait so and see. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's two different questions, Guilty. So, yeah, it's two different. But if you if you answer one yes to one, you can't have the other one. They might have answered the first one, and then the second one pops up and goes, "Oh That's yeah, true. shit." That's you know what? what? Sort that order out, Dan. Get it right. I said, "Should it be conceded?" <laughs> and they said, "Yes, it should be conceded." <laughs> anyway. I, I really like I really like the idea. I'm even I'd, I'd go one step further and maybe two non NRL aligned teams. Yeah. It's fair enough. Central Coast and somewhere else. A country team. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll wait and see. July is when we find out. Uh, 75% believe that women's origins should have been expanded to a three-game series instead of two. So you two beat me. You happy? Yep. You happy? Yep. With your little it's victory? Common. Daniel, it's common sense, mate. It's Nicholas. Black and white, mate. Nicholas. <laughs> Boys, last one. This one's a bit of... um something I want to expand on a bit. 85% believe that Nico Hines will be buy of the year in 2022. I think this is a massive call, but I think people seem to forget that Adam Reynolds, Dale Finucane, Xavier Coates, Matt Burton, Dane Gagai, just to name a few, have all signed with new clubs this season as well. So Dane Gagai is playing pretty good. Mate, look, I'm not saying Hines isn't playing well. I think he's playing awesome, but I wouldn't be jumping the gun after three rounds. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. 85%, you know, Recency bias, I think. Mm, yeah. But anyway, to our listeners, to have your say, make sure you tune into our polls every Friday for the bunker review. But we will move in to this week's bunker review. We have three topics today. Boys, should support players that get hit off the ball after they have a run at the line and the ball player has dummy to them, So stick with me here. I'm going to say it again. Support players, they get hit off the ball. They've gone and run the line and the ball player has dummied to that line runner. Should they be penalised or should it be too bad, play on? It it depends. Okay. What are the factors? Okay. Like if you're in the line and a half runs to the line, with a with a uh, a line runner next to him, and the line runner crosses the path of the like it, like you know if you do a short pass it's 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 milliseconds, and if they tackle that player who's running into that line they've got no they've got no idea whether the pass has been made or not you can't you can't fault the the tackler. Yep, mate. There's been incidents recently two in this round to be. Uh, to be specific, one was in the, the Bulldog game. Um, Turbo ran 
off DCE and it was a, a defender to DCE, B defender to turbo. And they've gotten to the line and they're within a couple of meters, not even of, you know, DCE dummies to turbo and a defender hits DCE, B defender hits it turbo. And mate, they've, they've given a penalty. And yeah, we, I, I thought we, that we was getting, unfair because there's no way he'd be able to know that that, that ball hasn't been. If, you, if you're running a line, if you're the line runner, unfortunately, it's your job to possibly get hit. Um, maybe I think the issue with that one is he kept hold of him for a long time without having the ball. I think as soon as you realise that you don't have the ball, you've got you to, you know, release. Mate, I, I get you, but man, like, you're running that – if you're running at that line, it's just like when halfbacks run to the line and get hit. And everyone's blown up that they're getting hit. It's like, mate, you're you're running the you you're rolling the dice here with getting to the line in front of all these forwards and backs. It's like, mate, like if you're if if that line runner gets the ball instead of being dummy, and you're not allowed to touch him until he touches the ball, then nine times out of ten he's going to break the line. At, at yeah, the minimum. I think I think this is an instance of coaches finding a little bit of a loophole. Well, yeah, it's all surrounding this new safety edict. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think you're right. Uh, look, I, I don't like it. I, I, I look. I think that if it's milliseconds you, and the, the player can't see, you, you can't just let a guy run through in case he does get the ball. Do you know that's what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think the other factor. There's another factor. Is it depends where the defender is standing. So if the defender is standing, you know, very close to 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 his. So he's the he's next like his neighbouring defender. Yeah. That's a different story because you can see straight on what's happening. That that's a different story. But if it's if you're behind the if you're sort of if there's a gap and they've moved into the gap and you can't see, well, what are you meant to do? I I agree. Clarky? No, I agree with everything that Gilly said. It's almost like if that's a penalty when it's a split decision a split second decision has to be made. There's, I, I don't see any difference between that and when a ball player passes and like they've made a, they've made a decision where there's a, there's a time period where you can and can't hit the defend the ball player. Once he gives the ball, mm. it's like they've, there's no time period for the lead runner. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're just like, no, there's no time at all. You cannot touch him. It's like, well, what's the difference? Hmm. That's a good why point. Have you made, why have you made a time frame for this player but not this player? I don't see the difference. It's a great player. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. No, they've got to fix something there. I don't know how they're going to fix that one. It's just like, mate, if it gets dummy too, just have a feel for the game maybe. It's one of those grey rules, isn't it? Can't be black and white, eh, yeah. Gildy? <laughs> That's anyway. right. Boys, we've got a topic two now. And Nathan Cleary is reportedly set to sign a $1.1 million per year contract extension until he is 30 years of age. He's currently 24 years old and he has a contract at the moment until 2024. So the next three years, he's on 950 per year. So what that means is when he's 27 years old in 2025, he will be on $1.1 million for four years after that. Do you think that this is a good investment for Penrith or is it bad? So they haven't upgraded his current contract? Not yet. So the, 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 they don't know if it's going to be upgraded next year onward or upgraded when this current one's finished 
and then it's going to be 1.1. Mm. But what do we think of the investment there? Good idea or bad idea? Hey, if it's a black and white question, mate, of course it's a good investment. He's the best half in the comp. He's the next Andrew Johns, potentially. They- but, but I think he's worth more than that. But obviously the reason he's not taking more is because he wants decent players around him. Well, it's yeah. the thing. He's a he's a smart kid, and he comes from a he comes from a level headed family. Like his dad seems fairly level headed. Like he just comes from a fairly normal family, and I think he understands that he yeah go and get one point five million dollars, and you'll lose every game because you'll have no one around you. Mm. Yeah, he understands that. Like he's able to create a bit of a dynasty here. In order to do that, he's going to have to take. Slight unders. It's still a lot of fucking money, mate. Yeah. I I think like, it's I think it's a steal. I think it's you a think steal it's as well. It's a steal. So I, I just don't understand. Like I'd be I'd expect him to get the upgrade next year, mate. Yeah, if, it depends even what if, depends even, what the shape a, of the salary caps in though. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Surely, like, surely like, with the releasing of um, who they lost like last year, this year the um the second row. What's his name again? Okay, yeah. well, that's this oh, kick out for next year. Yeah. yeah, surely there's money. Yeah, but you can't just throw all that into Nathan. But yeah, he deserves an upgrade. He's probably yeah, 900s massive unders for next year, mate. He's on 950 now and for the next three years. But even if he's on 1.1 for the next six years from, from next year onward, hmm. mate, I think it's a steal because the salary cap is going to go up to 10 million and then it'll go up subsequently every year after that. So yeah. it's a steal. And if he's on a set amount of 1.1, 1. 1, he's not he's not a player that's going to get battered every week like Payne Haas or Jason Tomalolo. At the time when they did this with Daily Cherry Evans, everyone thought it was a steal as well. And it could bite me in the ass that I've said it now. But he's better than Cherry yeah. Evans. Hey, he is now. But yeah. Cherry Evans was awesome at one point, man. Yes, he was. He was. He was. But you hey, should see he's still worth what he's... He's still a good player. What's DC and what's DC on worth now? What's he got now? He's he's not he's worth a million dollars right now. He's on one point one. Yeah, I, I don't think more. he's worth one point one right now. I thought he was but, more. Maybe it's one point two. I thought it's it was one point three. Nah, I nah. thought it was more because remember he signed with the Titans and then he did a backflip. Yeah, but he signed for less coming back to Manly. Hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So look. That, that's just the, the, the luck of the draw. Like it was a 10-year deal, right? Yeah. But I think at the time um, the DC signed, that was the right deal. You know, you, you got to take the good with the bad. And they got the good early on and they're getting the bad now. Do you think that's going to happen to Cleary? Well, it's not because it's less time period. And less time period and he's younger as well. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Boys. The final topic of today's episode, Stan Sport are currently producing a documentary about the Dolphins' inaugural season, as well as their 2022 pre-season, so their pre-licensed season, I guess. Uh, My question here is, should the NRL be making more documentaries like ESPN's 30 for 30, or do you think it's a waste of time that they're doing shit like this? Um, Mate, I, I think they're doing the right amount. I don't think that we – I mean, the 30 to 30s just aren't about each team. The 30 to 30s are like Every about – They could be about one player. 
Yeah, or every or a different code in general. Or a single year, yeah, hundred percent different. Oh, look, I think that they, you know, they had the uh, the Titans one, and then the Tigers did one. Mate, I don't think it's a, um, one's enough. How many do we want to watch? You know, you 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 honestly think that? Well, I don't need to see. I don't. I don't need to release sixteen documentaries on each team each year. <laughs> I'm not interested in watching a documentary on the Tigers. That's for certain. All right, I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get back to that point, Gildy. But Clarky, what do you think of what do you think of the question? Are we talking about just was it, was the question was should they I make, excited about should they make more NRL documentaries in general? Like, should they make more documentaries about the game? And we're Gildy though. Like, I don't need fifteen a year. Like, yeah, don't want to go overboard. Well, you look at you look at this right, like. During the 2020 State of Origin series, Stan Sport said, we want to make a State of Origin documentary because you don't know the result, right? You want to be in the, de- the dressing rooms during, after, training, X, Y, Z. And Wayne Bennett said, nah. And the players were like, yeah, nah. We don't want to do that because of money. Because like we're, they're having a, a dispute with money. So they said, nah, we don't want you in here. So they didn't do a state of origin documentary, which would have been a great insight into the inner workings of and the inner sanctums of state of origin camps and games. I think it changes the dynamic. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it because I want the players to be thinking about the game, not, oh, well, hold on, I'm on camera here. I want to see what they're doing. I would love to see it. I think they, yeah. I, I think they know how to do it. I think they know that they, they're not just, they're not in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> The cameraman's not holding the tackle pads. Yeah. Nah, but <laughs> mate, I, I just think that it ah, just got a funny feeling. It changes the way they'll play. They'll act differently. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a, I don't know. That's a strange. I don't know. I find that strange, Guilty. Nah, see, so you, you, you're selling me. You're selling me on, on an origin documentary. You're getting me excited with that. So, so what what I'm suggesting, right, is you've got those docos where you're in the inner sanctum. Like you look at the Tigers one. There's one that's actually happened. Mm. I'm not saying you go to and do a single club season like the Tigers when you know they're not really going to go anywhere. You could do ones that are, you know, you don't know what the result's going to be. Or you do ones like the Super League War, Queensland's eight in a row, Melbourne's salary cap scandal. You get the you people. But who's going to say they're not going to do those? But they haven't. They haven't done. Name me one. Name um, me one. Every time, maybe not the Melbourne salary cap scandal, but mate, every time there's origin, they talk about like, what's his name? Matt Nabel will talk for five minutes about what's but happened previously in previous years. I want, I want my documentary. Give me my documentary. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Rabbitohs, the Rabbitohs being kicked out of the comp, coming back in 02 because of George Piggins and then winning the final oh, in 2014. There's a documentary. Yeah. South yeah. have done South have done mini docos on that, but it's not promotable. Like it's only on South social media. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about the Titans preseason one until you brought it up, Guilty. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't right. care about their preseason. Who cares about the preseason? Let's 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 do things that are historically. That's what the documentary is yeah. about. It's historical. No, no, no. But, but you're sort of indicating that uh, a documentary's got to be done as it's as things are happening. Well, sort no, no, of no, because no, 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 no. I say I just. I'm said, quite happy to watch historic documentaries. Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> what am I yeah. saying right now? I'm I'm making suggestions on them. I've got more <laughs> for you. You ready? Stop are you ready for some more? 
Matter. Okay. I, I don't need to see. I don't need to see. Um, <laughs> I don't need to see what's happening inside an Origin thing at the time it's happening. Say you don't want to, but Clark and I do. No, but I'll, I'll see it historically. Don't Mate. you see the benefit on Stan Sport, for example? Don't you see the benefit in breaking into another um, market where you've got a streaming, a streamed documentary, and people are, oh, State of Origin, blah blah, whatever, the, whatever they want to call it. And like the COVID origin, let's, let's call it that. People would just go, oh, I'm going to click on it to see what they did during that. And you're breaking into another market. You're promoting the rugby league and the NRL and state of origin. It's going to bear fruit. Got, if I'm the coach, if I'm the coach and I've got one player that I feel doesn't take, take that well, doesn't like the idea of um, his uh, privacy being imposed upon, I say no every that's day of the week. That, you know what? That is way too – that's too bad. You are an NRL no, contracted no, player. No, You're not. marketable. It's yes, not, yes, mate. you are. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm there to win Origin, Dan, not watch a documentary. That's too bad. Like, well, nah. that's so inward. The thought process nah. behind that is so inward because you're not promoting the game. Well, they are promoting the game. Of course they're promoting the By game. By playing it. Like how, like, that's oh, right. On, that's, that's the product. The long-term effect of a doco, a doco, we're talking about documentaries, yeah. a long-term effect of that and the way it could feed in and bear fruit later and make the yeah. game bigger is if you show them the... It could so be the, negative as well. The, There's other documentaries that have happened in other industries where it's it's hurt the industry. So nah, all right. not interested. Maybe one. Throw. I'm going to throw an idea up before you throw up yours, Dan. Yep. Depending how the court case goes, the Jared mm. Hayne documentary. <laughs> Mate, there will be one eventually. Of course, there will. Yeah, but it's not going to be. <laughs> the NRL's not going to make it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. interested. Uh, Oh my god! Okay, because would it. you watch that one, Gilby? <laughs> he would. Mate, I, I, I'd watch all of them. But what I'm saying is, I don't need. I, I don't need. Like the question was, do we need more documentaries? They've made two in two years. Like, yeah, I think we're going at a rate that's that's right. They've made. Yeah. Well, they made one. The Tigers one. Okay, so who one. made the Titans one? Uh, I'm pretty sure that. Titans did? Or was it Fox Sports that okay, did that? Okay, so, so it's only got to be in a, a, a specific stand documentary, does it? Well, I'd like it. I'd like <laughs> What are your other What are your other ideas, Dan? What are your other ideas? Um, So the 2015 Grand Final, greatest Grand Final arguably ever played, ever. The Sharks' first premiership, an Andrew Johns documentary, Eighth Immortal. It'd be hectic. Roosters back-to-back. What about that? Only team to ever do it, 29, uh, yeah. 18 and 19. You wouldn't watch it because you don't go for the Roosters, but it's still interesting. Boring. <laughs> Boring. All right. What about the COVID season? How the NRL dealt with the COVID um, pandemic? Yeah. Mate, we did a podcast on it, mate. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like the idea. Guilty's been negative, Nancy, and Clarky's been pretty good about it. So we'll leave it at that. I don't, need, I don't need 10 like you're suggesting, but I need... I'm not going to have 10 in, 10 in 10 days. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Just anyway, anyone you, though. Whatever. I'm going to, I'll put it out there and see what they say. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll leave it at that. Boys, thank you so much for coming on again. Clarky Guilty. It's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. Big thank you to our sponsors, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, the RNCO, and Akasha. And to everyone tuning into episode 45 of. The Sideline Story. 
that's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio for the 2300th time ish. Go the Bulldogs. <laughs> or you worry. Go Pa. You're the boys. <laughs> go, cl- hey, go Guilty. Black and white. <laughs>